listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Nigga wanna sip mo on my living room floor, play Nintendo with season Leo, pick up my phone, say Papa not home, sex in the ma- night, mad head in the morning, spin my V, smoke all my weed, tattoo on to T saying B-I-G, now check it, you wanna be my main squeeze, baby, don't you? You wanna give me what I need, baby? Oh, <laughs> hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast, your host Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Wednesday. Yes, yes, y'all. A very special Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead recap Wednesday. Woohoo! We're going to be doing these for a while, you know. Yes, but, we will. I love it. Next week, the, the actual dictatorship crew stars back yes i love the fact that they just rolled it and it wasn't no week or two gap that was that was very mm-hmm. intelligent and now we also have a very special guest uh her first time on the show by herself i know she's not gonna know how to act <laughs> no one's gonna be able to put her in the corner it's uh <laughs> our girl miss smart from the whiskey wine and moonshine podcast one third of one of my mom's favorite podcasts mm-hmm. uh and you can find her on twitter think underscore p underscore underscore smart and mm-hmm. uh whiskey wine moonshine.com what's going on chilling like a villain yo i'm hyped because i just spit those bars mm, so. okay <laughs> keeping it real you. keeping it real i feel you on that son mm-hmm um so um first of all man what's what's been going on with you man i i I know y'all um put out uh you know like no shows for a couple weeks and then like three back to back to back on them like drake uh how how you been how you been living man i've been living the old auntie dream man just leopard prints and naps just (laughs) and comfortable shoes that's where we are that's this is where i am in my life um yeah and that's why we couldn't get the shows out because lazy i mean mm. we, we would record them but actually pushing buttons that became more than we were able to do so but we eventually got it i think we have another one coming out today or tomorrow or tonight or tomorrow that we did yesterday maybe because mm. somebody might not want to push the button okay so. <laughs> well also um i mean you guys have a lot of shows it's like <clears throat> people say that black women can't get along but y'all are y'all are proving that's false right you know yes y'all y'all every time like how long have y'all been doing it now um a couple of years um i think we had our two-year anniversary this summer wow yeah and what was what what made y'all start it um we were having conversations in whatsapp and Sojo is our um, explorer. So she goes out and finds all these things. And so she found podcasts. She kept telling us, you got to listen, you got to listen, you got to listen. And we were like, girl, this is something else you're on. You'll be on to something else in three months. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> we we listened. And then she started pushing, hey, you know, we could do this. We could just stop typing some of the stuff we type and just talk about it. And that is how Whiskey Wine and Moonshine came to be so also um you know karen and leonard brothers have this um contest going on (laughs) on on your show where they like karen was just on it like a couple weeks ago um and i listened to that episode it was Uh great and um leonard brothers is on there often giving recaps of like Mm -hmm. american horror story and uh uh, that show and stuff so so like um right now karen is up one in the standings do you guys purposely make it a contest or is it just all happenstance that it's worked out this way um i can't really speak for anybody else but i don't um lady buddha may i don't know 
okay <laughs> so they might be playing favors they might not okay got and it yeah they might not they might try they might be trying to get leonard to be desperate to get on mm. and then make him come on and act a complete monkey you okay know, to prove his worth <laughs> okay i understand that man um well you guys have been uh recapping shows uh well at least american horror story mm-hmm. uh for a while uh are there any other shows you guys recap um we do being mary jane and we hate her well not hate i think that's strong <laughs> we don't like her as a person <laughs> right um and i think lady buddha is quitting for the third season so we're gonna um we're uh uh, Sojo and I are going to continue to do it. I don't know who's going to do it with us, but so those are the two shows um, that we've done. And we won't be doing American Horror Story um, this season either because mm. um, time consuming. Yeah. I mean, we could never do what you guys do. It's all I could do to be sitting in this chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've I tried to get an American Horror Story. It just wasn't my vibe, but but I tried. Um, I did. Yeah, they always had the best commercials though every season. It's always like look a famous person doing wacky stuff and it's like ooh, maybe i should watch that you know um but uh all right man listen we know what you guys came for we're not gonna tease you anymore all right Mm-mm. you guys came to hear us talk about the walking dead but first i have other things to do um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme Mm-hmm. that's right you heard it and this podcast is double sponsored it's sponsored by shadow doll productions they finally have an art of confession trailer on youtube their latest feature film is fucking awesome and here's your first look at it you can check it out on youtube uh shadow doll productions or you can go to um art of confession or you can go to our website where we'll have the uh, link up um so you guys can see it for yourselves or if you're watching live we have it uh in the chat right now um i don't know what that sound is I think think uh, the air condition just cut on in Miss Mars house. Um, and also, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, hey, Miss Mars, you got some sound going on there. You vacuuming yeah. or something? Yeah, I'll cut that off. Hold on. All right. <laughs> oh, she don't realize I'm Mike picking it up the sound. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know what it was. Okay. It was like a train came through. <laughs> um, it was my old ass AC because we're I'm sitting right by the vent. <laughs> oh okay all right well i didn't want to um i don't want you to get too hot in there you know i'm not trying to make you sweat it out uh <laughs> just i was just uh it was just so loud at the time um but uh yeah man um so shout out all productions uh speaking of hot they got this hot trailer on youtube and give it a thumbs up and a comment everybody's been really supportive of them so far and uh i'll make sure to put this in our facebook group and all that stuff if you guys could like it give it a thumbs up give it a comment it helps us out tremendously uh and then also we have uh, another sponsor uh this episode is brought to you by bevel that's right y'all bevel bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive black man skin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com all right now we can start the show all right Mm-hmm. episode six of season one of fear the walking dead aka day walking mm-hmm. on twitter um you know last night i saw clark Gregg from um 
uh who plays agent colson on uh, agents of shield using the hashtag them agents word mm-hmm. that's right y'all we, we we global we making our nigga shit live <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> they be like that sounds cool yeah i've seen walking dead use they walking before too on twitter i'll be like mm-hmm <laughs> look at it's y'all that you know mm-hmm. you, if you started it pops up you know how twitter you certain trends would actually just pop up on your thing yeah yeah well i'm just mm-hmm. saying black people we, we taking over dog um so it's episode six the good man uh and this one's directed by someone who didn't direct any of the other episodes stefan schwartz mm-hmm. uh and it was written by robert kirkman and dave erickson which is dope which is deep because robert kirkman is the original uh creator of the the, the franchise walking right. dead and he rarely does these like, yeah you know most of the time there are people like this might be their first time directing and all types of things like so for him to actually step in it's a it's big and to an extent you can almost tell because you know how you could tell people just more experienced than what they do right and it and you could it was beautiful you could just tell his hand was in it well in this episode with uh cobalt code the operation cobalt about to be um initiated the group prepares to leave the neighborhood and rescue liza griselda and nick uh with uh andy adams the soldier who fell in love with ophelia uh and is now their mm-hmm. hostage and slash captive uh in tow um and uh we get to see basically the survival story of all the people who as they try to get out of la um and reunite uh since they've kind of been split up uh and we get to see uh my man uh suit dude um kind of step step more into the limelight of the show uh Mm -hmm. with a bigger even more of a role uh we get to see the the plan uh hatch from daniel salazar and uh just what desperate people do when they need their family and how just exactly how woke everybody is right karen i will start with you what did you think about this episode i loved it i loved it it was the best episode of the season of the series for this particular show all right miss smart what did you think i too loved it i mean i like the music i like the cinematography i felt like it was shot wonderfully Mm mm-hmm yeah, it was an hour and 15 minutes, too, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave it a little extra run time. It needed it. Yeah, it, it did. It definitely, it mm-hmm. def- you didn't, you, tell you this much, you didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't feel like it was long. That shit was like, oh, we back already? <laughs> um, and for me, yeah, personally, this is my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, just way to end it on a strong note, way to validate all the shit that I've been thinking about this show and how much thought they put into it and, I know a lot of people spend most of the time complaining. It's one of the reasons I don't, mostly I don't listen to serialized reviews of shows because, um, it's very hard to be patient sometimes. And it's not the, it's not the reviewer's fault. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that a serialized product is. You have to wait a week for answers. And sometimes it gets annoying waiting three, four weeks to get the answer to a question that you want to hear or to get character development where it takes a month but if you watched it say on netflix a year later right it would take four hours to figure out oh okay he you know this guy came around or whatever so um anyway i loved it and uh as always we'll get into our scene by scene uh recap here of uh of uh day walking um so we start with the darkened burned city 
of la like the top view mm-hmm. and it was like at night it's creepy all the lights were off there's random fires going on in buildings right. and shit um it was amazingly somber the music was so sad and i felt like this is the perfect way to open the episode like mm-hmm. it, you know it just felt like this was the death knell of civilization you know even and from that distance up you couldn't really see people or anything so it was just like yeah. the city was dead you know what i mean no traffic no you know nothing was moving nothing you know, was really yeah. going around and you could kind of tell that uh everything was kind of breaking things were crumbling there was no quote-unquote organization as far as like the people right where's kobe bryant is all i could keep thinking <laughs> um then they cut to the stadium doors that were just waiting to burst open full of zombies and uh that was you know that that's obviously foreshadowing or whatever but uh you know they they definitely hadn't forgotten since last week and then they Mm-mm. and then they just cut to the walking dead promo with, and music and shit and they came back and the family was packing their shit mm. wait a minute wait a minute one one, one quick thing about the opening mm. it actually for me at least it brought home what daniel said it happens quickly because right. on the first uh, episode everything was so bright and so and it's like we've devolved so quickly that was like the vis- visible representation of we have just quickly yes. like he was like the uh, uh, a soothsayer he knew mm-hmm. it was gonna be like this. the right. total if you think about it the total runtime of the show is about two weeks mm-hmm. because um you know you had the first like two days i believe where you know you find matt uh, sick the second day and all that stuff then um they're ready to leave town and that's when the soldiers show up and then the um chris says that nine days have passed since the soldiers showed up right and Mm -hmm. so now we got about a total of 10 to 11 days then uh you know dr exner comes around uh takes everybody that night so now we're about day 10 or 11 and then the next the next day they kidnap um andy and um the military decides to leave and by that night um they're fucking storming the military base so like this shit happens so fucking fast like Mm -hmm. right and like that's the thing about me that where i was like i don't understand how people can really truly complain about these characters because Mm -hmm. they're woke as fuck if you consider that two weeks ago you were getting a, a check every on the first and 15th right uh at the school you know what i'm saying like that's crazy to me to be that you know my ass would probably and, still be trying to be like well maybe power will come back on right and for a lot of people that that's how a lot of people still were because uh, i know we're gonna talk about it but as they were you know leaving no last week as they were leaving mm-hmm. a lot of them people was in there eating dinner with the lights mm-hmm. on like to them it was like life was going to get back to normal and for them they was like no never get back to oh, normal yeah. we'll definitely get to that right and ophita was like fuck them when i was out here talking about my mama they ain't give a fuck so fuck them <laughs> so um they uh they basically start packing shit they're like well let's go um alicia and chris come in and they're like hey why are we leaving i'm like oh nigga y'all seen the military leaving and everything y'all gotta know what time it is and they were like uh the military's leaving you know maddie's like the military left and he said uh and so then maddie goes they're leaving we're leaving um and which is and she said it's time basically for us to head east and follow the plan 
and they're like what about the rest of our family and uh travis is like we're gonna go get them and chris goes how dad how do we get them uh which you know is a pertinent question because they are being held by the military Mm -hmm. and uh it doesn't really seem like they have much of a plan at the time uh at least because they don't keep alicia and chris up on shit right you know they've been fucking up rich people houses all day and they don't Mm -hmm. know right if they would have been there they'd been in on the plan but they was off doing some fuck shit (laughs) i don't even know if they would be on the plan because i don't feel like the adults trust them the adults are still trying to protect them and keep them kids correct and it was one of the things well like and we'll go into it but as some shit happened yeah y'all would have died because y'all have been fucking around yeah i think while they were still in the house even maddie was still kind actually even daniel were still kind of holding on to even the, like okay these are the things we have to do right now in this moment but you know sooner or later things are going to go to go back to normal i don't think and you'll get to this scene until she was in the kitchen did she really accept that you know what we ain't this is this is done right yeah um so they uh they, they go back down to the basement of the trans house where they have uh andy tied up and now it's uh salazar with a gun standing over andy and maddie and travis walk in they're basically like okay we're ready to go and daniel's like he has nothing more to tell us and i'm like oh shit yep he about to shoot andy in his motherfucking face right he was like i've got it with all the information i got out of him um and andy had his mouth taped up at this point i don't know where they got the you know when they decided to do that move but uh they put he he just starts you know like trying to i'm like you gotta say something because you you know they're gonna kill you if you don't say Mm -hmm. something and he basically was like man y'all can't do this i got more information it's a a large facility y'all gonna need a map i can draw you a map you know basically saying whatever it takes to keep him alive and travis correct pulls the you know conscientious objector like hey man we can't just be killing people just because and it's convenient right and i know that annoys the fuck out of people but it's one of those things where to him humanity isn't going to shit yet it's like a lot of people are like well i'll do this not no a lot of people would probably be like them people eat dinner in their fucking house going everything would be the same but everybody thinks that there will be they're going to be the rick badass in the zombie apocalypse but most of us will probably die well he <laughs> said he said to zalazar salazar basically hey he doesn't have like the military's leaving what what can he possibly do and he was like they they still have guards there he can warn them um right. you know like there's a lot of shit he can do to hurt us this is the only basically way to have no chance that he'll harm us but travis of course objected uh maddie kind of has his back and salazar turns and looks towards maddie like of course he y'all too weak to kill him <laughs> like, he just had this look on his face like all right motherfucker this and is so, your responsibility since travis took the main responsibility to keep him alive uh and tra- uh travis uh gets stuck with the the duty of having andy ride in the truck with him and maddie's like he rides in the truck with you which i think was her way of kind of being like kind of disapproving like well shit if you're gonna let him live then you're responsible mm-hmm. for him which makes sense yeah well then he said why you ashamed of something afraid the kids will see and that was some low-key passive aggressive guilt trip right there like Mm -hmm. like yeah you've been over here letting this nigga get tortured and you don't want your kids to see what kind of person you are that's why the fuck you want to ride with me because you know i'm right we shouldn't be torturing this dude um which was some bullshit you know (laughs) 
i'm sorry but travis you like honestly man like y'all needed this information or y'all fucking family would be dead like yeah but, he, but it's, it is what it is it's not right. a it's not a nice choice it's not what you know i mean i would have loved to sit down and have tea with this motherfucker and talk it over but andy was not ready to give up no information till he got cut the fuck up he wasn't about to say shit about cobalt yeah. and the thing is da- um daniel knows what andy would do because he knows what he would do in that situation you torture daniel and you let him go yeah. he feels like you know anybody is going to do what daniel would do and come and kill you mm-hmm. so he's got good cause to kill him yeah i agree um so yeah so you basically you know leaving a loose end there if trap you know leaving him alive so um maddie asked a really telling question or she says a statement she says if chris was in danger mm-hmm. you'd do anything you could to protect him wouldn't you and travis was silent and i think that's because the answer is no right i don't think travis would just do anything to protect chris uh or at least no or at least he hasn't shown it at the, he hadn't shown that yeah. at this point yeah he still has a moral line and he's like i'm not gonna cross that line even if that causes death upon me and my family i just refuse to cross that line yeah maddie's much more of a like my family is the only thing that matters to me fuck everybody else right i, I think that's part of it but i also think he and travis don't that they aren't really close mm, and i'll talk i'll say that not. later on as we get to another scene okay. but i don't think they're all that close yeah i i could i could definitely see that yeah there's right. some stuff that happened later yeah uh ophelia asked uh andy about i mean asked about andy uh when she was talking to salazar to daniel her father she was basically like what about andy and he said we'll bring him and i was thinking yo minutes before this you were gonna kill andy if travis didn't make you bring him he'd just be dead mm-hmm. like what were you gonna say then he's not coming like you know what i mean like don't go down to the basement no more like right he ain't coming yeah um and basically Ophelia's like my whole life i thought you were the victim referring to that story about the torture from last week and he said would you rather that be true Ophelia?" and he put his hand on her shoulder and she didn't really turn around which means yes you think it means yes she mm-hmm. would rather that he was the uh the person getting the tortured. person getting tortured right yeah maybe <laughs> That whole relationship just reminds me, actually something that happened to me early day. It reminds me like, do you really know your parents right. or your grandparents? You know, cause I just found out today that my grandfather actually stabbed my step grandfather. I had, I, oh. I'm like, that doesn't seem like anything that could happen. How, I mean, like you don't, you know what your parents present to you and most parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles present this loving and you know nurturing and they they could be crazy because they want to quote unquote protect you right exactly yeah that's a good point man right and that's why uh i don't i can't speak for all households that's why when a lot of black families you know mamas and daddies be like yeah uh you think you crazy i can show you how crazy i can really be believe them people Mm -hmm. believe them because Mm -hmm. they a they got years of experience on you and you don't know what kind of shit they've done before you were born yep Yep. so uh they go outside to get in the cars to leave and there's a person walking their dog um and um uh maddie stops as if she's thinking about going over to say something to the neighbor and ophelia goes what and maddie goes my neighbors don't know and matt and ophelia says they came for us and they did nothing right so basically fuck them they they let us on our own so fuck them let it when the when the shit hits the fan up in here they'll just have to get over it like we did 
and then not only that they probably won't believe you yeah they probably that's the thing we as an audience because we know what's coming think of them as like slow on the uptake when they're actually extremely fast on the uptake compared to everybody else yes yeah because we you know because these are doers these are people that went out explored Mm -hmm. talked to the military talked to people and saw things outside the fence they didn't just sit there play board games and watch tv the whole time so Mm -hmm. these are people that are actually somewhat more educated than most people would be at this point uh especially those who were afforded the luxury of military protection and stuff right you you really might not feel like you have a reason to venture out or to do anything and they don't know the military is gone some right. of them yeah many of them probably do not yet right. they don't they haven't realized it yet because nope, they left in the middle of the night or, or they think maybe they're coming back in or, the morning right yeah it could be anything it could be anything when, um, o- when ophelia said that it reminded me i don't know if you guys know this quote and i'm gonna mess it up mm-hmm. where they say you know they came for so-and-so i said nothing yes. they came for so-and-so and i said nothing they came for me and like there was nobody i'm, I'm sure i'm fucking it up yeah. but that's basically the thing like if you don't protect your neighbors if you don't protect your community, then on the flip side, they're not going to connect, um, protect you. And we'll probably see that throughout. Um, actually, we do see that throughout when what's his name introduces his new friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're now part of our community. That's true. Dr. Exnor called for evac which means mm-hmm. that she knew about the cobalt thing that was a big mm-hmm. question we had last week was like is she in on it or not Cause she's so fucking slippery and you can never tell when she's like just full of shit or when she's telling the truth she wanted to protect her crew yeah and mm-hmm. so she and not just a crew but i think her patients too like they were supposed to evac everybody right with these two helicopters and um she called in the evac which meant she knew about it and then she basically told liza because Liza's like, what about my family? And she was like, well, all the motherfuckers can't come. I mean, right. if, if I let you come, then you're going to get your son. Then you're going to want his dad. Then his dad's going to want his whole, like, other family right. and shit. She's like, I know how this shit works. Right. So she was like, well, what about my son? She was like, yeah, you can bring your son. And she was like, uh, and uh, is is there anybody else? And she was like, and, my, and his father. Which said a lot about her you know like she's like she still has that connection of that family unit there mm-hmm. and even if it's just for chris's sake right she's like yeah we have to take travis too but she was basically like it and fuck them other niggas man we ain't you know yeah and no, it's all right who would know if travis would be willing to go and just leave them behind yeah i couldn't see it not right. either but now, i could see chris leaving but i couldn't see but it said more else. about liza than anything else correct that she that's the choice she made um so um andy is now supposed to get in the truck with travis and he's like man just let me go mm-hmm. like if i get in this truck you and i both know these motherfuckers gonna kill your boy and i really don't have any more information to give you i can tell you where you need to go i just want to live and we he's like i can see you're not like them which is true travis is the one who's always coming to room like hey let him go leave him alone you know right he's he's been his advocate right so Mm -hmm. he's like the only reason to keep me is to kill me and you know it and he was just working travis and i feel like travis was like an acc ref when coach k was talking to him (laughs) he started being like maybe you right i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you win and um i could see it right then i was like travis ain't gonna take him man um just that old school notion of humanity now they don't show you that right away he's basically 
they kind of end the, with the conversation still hanging in the air uh then they start their entourage what do you call it not entourage caravan mm-hmm. they start their caravan their convoy if you will and it's uh you know maddie and them in the one car salazar in another car and then um travis in the back, travis in the back with the truck and andy supposedly so they go to open the fence salazar has to get out of the um has to get out of the the his car to fiddle with the fence to open it up so they can leave and um it was just so funny because uh you know travis is in the back with the truck and you can't really see down in the cab Mm -mm. so you can't see if andy's in the car or not right but salazar looks back as if to check to see like is he okay and uh travis gives him like a wave like almost like Like, a wave you do to a neighbor (laughs) right like hey hey don't come back in look yeah please don't look in the car yeah because i know you can't go were, yeah. were y'all thinking when daniel went and hit those buttons he i was thinking like yo when does he sleep because he must have observed what the officers what the soldiers were doing right to and open. figured some things out. like he's been researching at night i guess i don't know but he's right. been really focused and woken on his plan like on levels like because right, the average person like you said wouldn't have been able to open up that fence mm-hmm. well he been looking out that window for like two to two weeks right like, i feel like that's all he did with griselda was let her lay there in pain and then look out the window so he probably seen something but he figured it out and uh chris goes jesus they left they just abandoned us which was ironic because chris had just sarcastically called the army zookeepers and shit uh two weeks ago you know two days ago like mm-hmm. yes yeah, funny how the world turns right like real quick all of a sudden you were like oh hold up oh, i missed him um so the thing that the thing that really just struck out to me about this entire scene of them just like from the time they left the house to all this stuff um to leaving the fence and everything was these people are doers mm-hmm you know like that's it's just uh, a lot of respect for them because they're like they're the people that don't sit in the house and contemplate and think about what might be going on they're the people that take action their family got taken they didn't just give up and go well i ain't got a wife no more these are the people that are like we're going to storm a military compound like right that concept alone is fucking like they're impossible for me like i would just be like damn they got my wife right and that's why i was and they didn't even recruit anybody else they was like okay us in this house we got this they did not go door to door to try to convince anybody they was like oh we got this right they just kidnapped the soldier and were like (laughs) fuck it man we we'll figure this out right and because i think for me uh that's why i love this show for the simple fact that that particular family that with that collective group of people are more alert than everybody else and i know people got frustrated with them but it was like they wouldn't be alive if they didn't know what they knew yeah yeah i mean they've paid attention they've stayed woke like even the people that we kind of been frustrated with hoping they would come along all those people are still like you know noticing observing this world and taking an active role in their survival not a passive role in my opinion right um so um one of my uh oh wait did i yes one of my favorite scenes happens 
um with, uh after they leave the 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 compound basically salazar daniel salazar by himself with a flashlight mm-hmm. walks up to the military gate the northern gate not like a boss and two soldiers are shooting the shit on, at the fence talking and um he and, they, and one of them goes oh shit and they think it's like a, a zombie said no that's not a zombie. the dead don't use tools man so it's like he's not turned right now he's strolling leisurely as fuck he's doing everything but whistling yes and um they basically are like hey old man you get away from the fence and he's like um basically y'all don't need to worry about me and it's like come on before we shoot you he said you should save your ammunition and uh um, <laughs> continues to stroll off just takes us mm-hmm. just walks away and as if on fucking cue all them zombies from the stadium piling out of the arena are now coming around the bend right behind uh salazar and they start storming the fence where the soldiers are and it's, a lot of them. it's so many zombies i don't know if you've seen i heard this big in the walking dead yet i don't think yeah. we have and, and and i think for me i forgot that that stadium is like a full-size stadium because he was like they would literally lock thousands of people in the stadium yeah i think he said two thousand or something right every everybody was turning we couldn't tell undead from from live people so you probably had everybody probably covered in blood and shit so it was just one of those things i was like oh my gosh and then when they did the wide shot i was like oh my goodness my favorite part of this joint though is it's like karma really because mm-hmm. they locked those people in there to die right and that was the yeah. military like andy said he put the locks on himself yeah when i saw this scene at first i was like yo why didn't they have a lookout like why don't they have anybody higher looking for a herd but in reality they think they have already um you know taken care of the main problem not only that but this is the first time the military's ever had that problem this is right. not like you know people just casually well not casually but rioting where they have you know uh uh other examples to work from this is the very first zombie apocalypse or whatever they're gonna call them and yeah, so i had to right. check myself like okay all right i'd be chilling up there too if i was, if I was well, military. yeah right. especially since it's it's zombies they already locked up there's no way they thought mm-hmm. i heard the zombies was coming it's their herd <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. like and they, they thought they had it under control and it's one of those things right. where they go who in their right mind would open up their fucking door yeah um so um they so basically they start attacking the zombies by shooting at them which just draws the zombies to the fence right uh like some dummies and there's so many that it's like you could never headshot all those zombies Mm -mm. so it's really almost like a waste of ammo to shoot Mm -hmm. them but this is still early in the z pock and basically they're just trying to hold this line so they can evacuate um so daniel runs into the parking lot and he says i led them where well, the rest of the gang is waiting from the convoy he says i led them to the north gate so all the soldiers are distracted i mean i led them to the north gate so all the soldiers are distracted and then there was <laughs> like there was like uh quiet as shit and then i think he realized like okay who did what and mm-hmm. it's and, <laughs> and it's travis looking like he about to get a whooping because he let andy go of course and then he was mad because he was like you 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 really trust this dude you like matt well he goes i let him go he told me the information i believe him and he was like what and he was like i believe him the way you believed him 
and maddie said it was the right thing and danny says daniel says you see what the right i mean you see what the right thing gets you and that was fucking prophecy like everything he says is prophecy why don't they just listen to him he done seen some shit he's read all the books guys <laughs> he has to collect his dvd when set said that, hmm? he has to collect his dvd set of this season already <laughs> when travis said that um you know like like you believed him i saw that as travis trying to make himself on equal footing mm-hmm. and i think it was uh karen who said earlier you know or maybe before we start taping old folks have been here longer than you mm-hmm. you can't be equal to them they've seen more days right mm-hmm. and travis like i mean you know you believe him so i mean what i can't believe him he was right. like, no, you, you're not daniel and right. you did it for the you did it for the opposite reason you did it mm-hmm. so with no threat you did it under the guise of being like oh how can i keep this guy alive right. and daniel's like that's the exact wrong fucking thing to do man <laughs> He told me the truth because if he didn't, he knew he was going to die. That's completely different mm-hmm. from what he's telling. He could have told, he could have led you to a trap, us to a trap or anything. So they leave yep. the kids to watch the van. Chris and Alicia are watching the SUV. Um, uh, and, um, they're supposed to just drive off if it takes too long for the family to get back. Now, you Although, know that's not going to happen. Chris can't drive. Come on, yo! How did Travis not? This is what like makes me believe they're not that close. Because right. boys and their fathers and driving like that's a thing yep. for kids in general. How do you know your son can't drive? Yeah, and he's not even aware. Like even if you, hey, I just pay for my kid to get a permit and take him to the driving school. Like I don't actually like sit him on my lap and teach him to drive. Mm-hmm. Even if you he just took oblivious. him, yeah, you don't even know that. You like you don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh Chris is like, I don't drive, and then maddie's like it's okay alicia drives which is still weird because the plan ended up with chris behind the wheel so i'll still like why ain't he on the other side of the car but okay um inside inside the lockdown facility nick is shaking the fence Woo, he's shaking the table <laughs> and uh suit dude uh, uh strand but suit dude is calm as shit man mm-hmm Every time I see that dude, I think of this song right here. He got this real cool vibe to him. Mm-hmm. And you call him suit dude, I call him slick darky. Because <laughs> he is, it's just like his voice is butter, it's soothing, and whatever he, he could be saying the sky is green, sign over your 401k and i'll be like mm-hmm. he is so good man mm-hmm. um yeah he's 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 just got that he's got that like black exploitation feel to him yes yes you yes, know he does. it's so perfect he's just like calm down you know mm-hmm. I, I expect him to like if he started busting in 70s slang one of these times i it wouldn't even bother me like if he just lay it on me young blood i'd be like yeah. you know what that's about right um <laughs> so he he told nick to, to calm the fuck down um because they're gonna need you know need his mind and shit and uh nick was like i'm going crazy this is worse than the house and uh because he's detoxing and suit dude was like think of yourself with a somewhere with a needle in your arm and <laughs> and that actually did calm nick down a little bit and he asked him what part of la he lived in he said el sereno and he was like oh yeah diverse place with all these people and shit i gentrified the shit out of el sereno 
<laughs> another time, and another world. I think that two things. I think that he, uh, Slick Darky, wins people over by accepting them for who they are. He has never mm-hmm. said anything bad about Nick being a drug addict. Nope. And that endears people to you. You know, Nick is probably used to, well, why can't you get your life together? And dude is like, yo, right. yo, don't sell yourself short. I think he said that in the last episode. Right. You're a heroin addict. Like, that's that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, He's a closer. He Huh? He he said he's, he's a, a he he's a closer. He's right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he's so good at selling you whatever he needs you to believe. Yes. And when he asked about the house, I was thinking he's sizing Nick up to see just like I mean his level of privilege, his mm-hmm. level, you know, how how much maybe he's experienced and how, you know, he can use Nick as his sidekick, as his little uh what is it called? Not Batman, a Robin. It's his Robin. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously he has some sort of uh, real estate background, right? Maybe that's how he made his money and shit because he knew the history of El Cerrito. It's like the longest. Uh, he's like the, the the longest settlement in Los Angeles County or some shit. Like he just knew everything. His history. Um, yeah. So yeah, he would gentrify the shit out of El Cerrito. Uh And if you look at that neighborhood, it is diverse as fuck. Like all mm-hmm. their neighbors brown of, of some type, except for Doug's punk ass. Um, <laughs> so gunfire broke out and uh nick goes what's going on and uh slick darky suit dude strand says uh full auto close it's time to go yeah it's time and, to go <laughs> he's so calm man and uh nick uh so slick darky stars looking for his um for his uh key, key in his suit the key to open up the lock and he can't find it and Nick pulls the key out of his hand because he pickpocketed that shit. Mm-hmm. Crackhead skills. And my mm-hmm. man, suit dude, didn't even get mad. He was, like, impressed, like, when Baxter ate the wheel of cheese out of the refrigerator in Anchorman 1. He was just <laughs> like, wow, this, I, I'm glad I picked a crackhead. Like, now I feel like your crackhead skill set is confirmed, and I picked the right dude to escape with. But I, I also I, I saw that too. But I also saw it just like I saw Travis with Daniel. You know, uh, Nick was equalizing himself. Like I know you're a slick darky, but these are the things. This is my skill set, and it's equally valuable. Yeah, because I can steal from you. Definitely, for sure. Um, so then the rescue copters were coming to the roof to save everybody, and they saw them zombies and mm-hmm. the military shooting them, mm-hmm. and uh, they start hovering like a motherfucking dog. They was getting they hover on, and yeah, X was on the right down. Say what, Karen? I said, "Yep, they were hovering like mm, I, don't, I don't know if we should come down tonight." And they're like white people in D.C. According to Dave Chappelle, <laughs> mm, not yet. Um, but uh, yeah, he was. Ugh. They were hovering, and then uh, they were on the radio with Doctor X Nor. Doctor X was like, "Hey, y'all, it's all good. Yes. Just come on down to the roof." She was speaking at the window at him. Yeah, and they, she was so calm right and they were like we are accessing uh over and she was like no it's cool the zombies are still outside the threat is contained if y'all come now we're still enough time to get everybody out they was like yeah about that we need to just uh uh think it up for a little bit and i gotta wash my hair tonight and, right uh, and then she's yeah, seen it in a friend who live in the hood and you yeah the address, like <laughs> i don't know yeah uh what what time is your party oh at night <laughs> at night oh oh fourth ward oh fourth ward yeah oh man 
Ooh, West Boulevard. You know what? I don't know about that. I might stop by, girl. I might stop by. <laughs> so uh the helicopters is like uh thinking about it and Exnor knew immediately that they wasn't coming. Right, because she, she was told her at the pe- window. Say what can I said, yeah, because I, I don't know if they realize or not, but she was basically talk like that's your girlfriend talking on the phone, staring at the window at you, watching your facial expressions as you decide that you're not gonna go. <laughs> so she basically told uh everybody in her crew that transport was on the ground she would take care of the patients don't worry about the helicopters no more eliza said what about my family and she said they haven't come by now they never will because dr exnor is a pessimist if you haven't noticed yet Mm -hmm. she's seen this disease she knows everybody that dies comes back a zombie she's like there's no fucking hope there's no getting away there's no escape from this shit so um you know uh and so uh she says um uh so basically she tells liza to leave mm-hmm. like just get out of here she, she, i'll take care of the patients don't worry about it so she basically tells everybody to leave because she was like i basically don't want y'all in here yeah there's no hope mm-hmm. anyway it's over so um and outside chris is talking to alicia they're sitting in the car and she says uh, uh chris goes what if they can't get in and alicia says if they can't get in they'll come back and then chris goes and leave the others and she's and alicia says would you rather they died and he says i don't want anyone to die alicia says you sound like your dad which is low-key like just a low blow to chris right like dog everybody ain't gonna make it isn't that the saddest thing it's sad that the biggest insult you could tell chris is you like your daddy yeah you know like your daddy hey he he, he's stupid too (laughs) Uh, he can save the world so chris goes well he tries which is a good point travis does try and that and i think he hasn't gotten enough credit for that because the way true the ways that he tries fails tremendously but he He does try like he is the dude that thinks maybe there's a way we can save everyone that's what he does right uh and then has hope they they hang out for another like 40 seconds with silence and then she goes you can't save everyone and chris turns there and says why the hell would you say that and then she goes to answer him like why are you acting like and then he cuts off and says shut up and she's like don't be telling me shut up and then he's like no shut up and there's like three people coming around the corner they don't know if they're zombies or what so they get in the car and they hide in the front seat um suit dude has what might be my favorite scene of the whole show this week might be it's definitely top two or three him and and nick walking past all the prisoners yes with a key that could unlock everybody or well he says it can't unlock everybody's gate but let's be honest it sounds like he could have found a way to free those people and he's like no uh it's and, and like people like help us and nick's like yeah man we should let these people out too he says we're not helping them because helping them can hurt us and what? nick was like what <laughs> look slick darky had sat there and he had already assessed the scene and figured out who would be his best bet mm-hmm. right he got, he got doug out the out the cage with him he was like oh he ain't gonna work out but but this one right here, this is good. And then that the people in the next in the next cage with their kids, he ain't trying to hear that. The old man over there, nah, he already assessed it. And I mean, to some degree, he's correct. They are probably safer behind those gates. I mean, they're eventually right. gonna die. But, but yeah. I mean, they got a good ten minutes left. 
right that was his point he was like they're probably safer in here than they are out there because out there they definitely gonna die at one point a woman like talks like through the fence like please like save me um and he slows down but he never talks directly to her he's talking still to nick and he goes there's no value add mm-hmm. basically like he basically told that woman she was of no value at that like she overheard third hand he talked about her <laughs> he talked about her like she wasn't in the room and so nick goes where are we going he says we need a ride and then he says and then he says abigail and then they they walk out <laughs> walk out of the out of the chamber and shit i thought who is this woman they going to find right mm-hmm. i was like is that doug's wife's name like yeah i think uh nick even says who's abigail um so then um the soldiers uh that turns out that the people who were walking through the parking lot where chris and alicia were parked were soldiers mm-hmm. and uh they were deserting their post trying to find transportation so they could leave and hey what do you know a fully stocked suv with mm-hmm. two with two kids in it um right which is the worst thing and then the non-driver fucking got in the driver's seat right right so they broke the window pulled them both out and they were like uh you know we're looking for transportation and we find your suv give up the keys and chris was like no and they was like look man you can come with us uh that's what the black dude said and chris was like we're not going anywhere and then uh i think his name was uh lieutenant rapey was like uh <laughs> yeah lieutenant lieutenant uh sergeant mcrapey was like uh well, what about you good little girl you want to come with us and uh she was like no and uh he kind of puts his hand on her shoulder and she like flinches away and then um they was like give us the keys and nick tries to push one of them off and mm-hmm. she's like if, right before they're about to beat up nick's ass right. anyway he did get a punch they did well hold on hold on i'm gonna get to it before <laughs> they're about to go to his ass alicia says i have the keys and so they were like you know basically give us the keys she gave him the keys and then uh sergeant mcrapey was like um you need to come you want to come with us anyway and he put his hand on her shoulder and like kind of grabbed her a bit and chris said get your hand off of her and like pushes him off and then another soldier goes to grab him chris turns and swings on the dude and hits him but you know it's a it's a punch from a teenage boy right to a grown-ass soldier and the soldier just hits him one time and knocked him the fuck out and i gotta say i know it ain't funny because you know it could have been way worse than it turned out but oh he fell so funny <laughs> like he got knocked out man he like fell his legs was like underneath him to the left of course his face was to the right like he i don't know if he practiced that or what but it was just so funny yeah it's a grown man hitting the kid yes and then he laid on the ground and knocked out and then the scene cuts away so now it's sergeant mcrapey and the boys uh <laughs> and alicia by herself right with a incapacitated chris and we don't know what happened there um so that scene okay so you you talked about the group being doers and i've been like throughout the whole series like watching the military Mm -hmm. and at that scene i decided 
that because at first I was like, damn, they really are shading the hell out of the military. Like, you know, you know, they can be distracted by young girl snatch or whatever, whatever. But it's just like there are no heroes. They're only survivors. Right. You know, nobody is going to protect you. The military is not going to protect you. Even your parents can't necessarily protect you. We all have to, like, become these survivors. Yeah, that's what I liked about the military like i love the way they framed the military this season like the military went from oh here is some form of um some form of normalcy Mm -hmm. and protection to oppression to wait to wait a minute these (laughs) motherfuckers just want to go home too like Mm -hmm. and it all makes sense like from an outsider view standing you know looking in yes you would think to yourself oh the military's here we're safe wait a minute the military might be the problem we don't know mm-hmm. to oh where did the military go yeah they're people too they don't want to be here while yeah. they're, they're they're fucking loved ones are dying in some other city they they'd much rather be uh saving their own people you know of course so um yeah so 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 chris gets knocked the fuck out mm-hmm. um and uh andy's information is reliable Travis got them right where they needed to be. They went down there. Um, and while you cut outside to the soldiers fighting the, uh, zombies, you can see the fence is getting pushed in. The fence finally gives way. Zombies are breaking in left and right. Uh, soldiers are getting beat, um, getting bitten. Um, Liza is stuck trying to figure out if she need to get on the transport or not. Right. And this is a pivotal scene because like a lot of people like just go dummy i saw that on twitter and shit and i'm like yeah but like liza is kind of thinking like about her family she doesn't know where they are right the safety might be in the building rather than on this transport because you don't know where that's taking you right um you don't know what's outside of this general area you don't even know if you'll make it outside of the fence in the transport right to be honest because all hell's breaking loose um and so she has this moment everything freezes and people are fucking getting bit uh one infected soldier chose to walk into a propeller blade rather because he got bitten and they wouldn't take him on the helicopter so he walked into the back blade of the helicopter to kill himself right uh way realer than me um because i my black ass wouldn't have did it you just turned to a zombie oh yeah, yeah. i'd just be a zombie fuck i'm yeah. not walking into a goddamn propeller um but yeah he walked to the propeller um he the real mvp for that yes he is he was, that like, was nope i will not turn the music for that scene was so real too because like his head went flying off like a fucking uh like a like someone tossed a salad or some shit and then, <laughs> and then they turned back to liza and the music was just like oh shit it's fucked up now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you see people walking in into uh helicopter blazes yeah uh suit dude was so fucking smooth he was walking with nick and soldiers came running down a stairwell and he like moved nick at the last second to avoid the soldier seeing him he's like he's like watch out and the soldiers ran by and then they walk into a hallway through this through this door that they open Mm -hmm. and karen noticed this immediately the first time we watched it they walk through and you can see the door locks behind them because i heard it, it was like a crank i was yeah. like something closed yes yeah, i didn't elect- see that till the second time yeah it's an electronic lock so that's why it took a while but yeah they walk they get uh, way down the hallway and then it turns from green to red 
so um yeah because i guess once you get used to because like at my job and at other jobs you know you beep in you beep out you hear shit close and lock behind you all the time so i was like something locked closed or something behind them so uh they get into this little like i don't know this little area where uh there's like a i don't know i don't even know what you would call this area it looked like just a breezeway or something yeah wherever it is it must have been my my assumption is that this part well well i have to remember it's actually a school because i thought it was like a because it's like a shift made hospital Mm -hmm. so i don't know if this area is locked for a reason community college okay so uh they get to get to this little breezeway area and um and a suit dude and uh and and nick are see a soldier laying on the ground with a zombie eating his leg Mm -hmm. turns out that soldier is melvin you guys Mm -hmm. may know melvin from such hits as taking (laughs) trading a soup dude's watch suit dude a watch for the key to get out Mm -hmm. uh you may also know him for trading for cufflinks uh for the rights to nick as a white slave yes um and recently he was in getting my leg eating by a zombie still alive he had some hits yeah you know the greatest hits of melvin uh i love that when suit dude saw him he was like oh it's melvin like he just he just said it all calm like a zombie wasn't eating on his leg and uh nick was like oh shit like like no like where are you going man he said it's all right that's slow uh and Ah. so suit dude confident in his abilities and more importantly not confident in zombie abilities uh goes and gets his motherfucking cufflinks back <laughs> them cufflinks must have been expensive and he was like don't worry you can keep the watch yeah because he was like kill me and mel yeah melvin was like come on man kill me he said you're well on your way um <laughs> a suit dude the coolest man he needs his own mm-hmm. show um i would watch suit dude in the zombie apocalypse me too that'd be the best shit ever yeah i I feel like suit dude are suit dude nick make a great team like that the buddy cop because Mm. nick is gonna have an obvious reaction you know he's gonna go and then suit dude's all you know even kilter and it's just it's just they mix so well Mm -hmm. i would watch suit dude in a youtube series by himself called fresh (laughs) it could be called fresh to dead and he could be just Uh rocking rocking suits in the zombie apocalypse and 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 telling and just being calm i will watch that shit mm-hmm. um so then nick says uh because a bunch of zombies burst through the door suit dude grabs a gun from melvin and runs out and uh and nick goes how do we get out of here and he goes fantastic question melvin was my ride and then <laughs> <laughs> they go running away from the zombies um because <laughs> he was like i was supposed to meet him here but i was dead that shit didn't work out travis and the rest of the family not counting alicia and chris uh so it's like zalazar ophelia um maddie and travis they all bust into the holding containment units where everybody's in the fence and they're basically looking for nick and they tell him hey he left with a dude in the suit i can tell you where but you need to let us out and which is the only reason they let that first group of people out by the way and so then travis is like well we freed these people let's free them all and um you ain't got time for all this shit yeah salazar's like bitch we ain't got time my wife ain't got no leg and uh travis like we do have time and he like breaks them all out um which you know was cool because it's funny 
as much as we talk about them being good people and shit they were completely prepared to leave them people locked the fuck up mm-hmm. like if it wouldn't have been for that information and the dude got that dude was like i saw which way they went then they opened up the fence and he came out and he was about to run away anyway and maddie had to slam up against the fence like where did they go he's like oh yeah that's right they took a left bye <laughs> um, uh and so meanwhile we cut back to nick and suit dude and this scene was so fucking intense Mm-hmm. a horde of zombies is walking towards them they get stuck at the door that locked behind them right there's yeah. no way out without um like a key card oh, scanner badge, right um uh, so the zombies are just walking down upon them and right at the same time there's a small window in the door where you can see the other side they see travis maddie daniel and ophelia running towards them but they can't open the door from their side either because you need a card on both sides. Right. And mm-hmm. the, the, the neatest part about this scene to me is that the zombies are walking slow and the motherfucking lights was flickering. Yes. Like, like, and that was the even creepier part. Mm-hmm. It was like as the lights went off and on, you could just see them moving closer and closer. It felt oh, like they it? were, it felt like when the lights went off, the zombies sprinted a little bit. Right. Like two feet. Yes. Yeah. But, but I, I think some um, Karen said a little bit earlier, you know, at your job, they have the key codes at my job. They have mm-hmm. the key codes. I immediately thought of, fuck, half the time I go to the bathroom, I leave my key card like I, I would be just screwed because I wouldn't have my little clippy on me or whatever. Like just like when the people at the Navy Yard got got shot, like I'd be dead because I wouldn't even be able to get through no, no door. I just like the shooter is here. I don't even hide <laughs> I, the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah. Suit dude even started shooting some of the zombies gets in a couple of headshots you know so it seems like maybe he's kind of good with a with a gun you know mm-hmm. not not you know not marksmanship but it didn't have enough bullets anyway like to do no real damage so it's just like man they're gonna die right. i thought they're gonna die and they were right. relying on the history of the show they're like we will kill a black dude um <laughs> and so I, a crackhead yeah i was like they about to die and right. fucking um here comes liza running up out of nowhere right and i'm like i'm so glad liza didn't get on that fucking transport and i'm not gonna front in at no point that i feel oh what contrived bullshit of course she say today i literally only felt relief like oh my god they're not gonna die right because mm-hmm. and the neatest part about that is that nick had came to the conclusion that he was gonna die because he was looking at his mama like it's okay yeah he basically told his mom through the glass just go right like i'm like i'm gonna die it's fine and you know you can kind of see maddie's heart breaking preparing for her son to die but he was at peace yes he was um and so they make it through the fence i mean through the through the door and she had to swipe several times (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna say liza had to swipe like 10 times (laughs) right i was freaking the fuck out man oh i've never freaked out that hard but i i gotta think you probably had like like because when the zombies was walking the power was flickering i guarantee you what was happening you had power shortages like you know i'm like it wasn't completely on the whole time like it was kind of flicking in and out of power which caused a bash to do that i was like if you don't swipe one more time one more time what don't have them die while you swiping yeah that was uh, it was just crazy so um they make it through the the door maddie asked strand uh i mean no 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 i'm sorry just before that they make it through the door and they walk into a kitchen and in this kitchen there are so many like 
it was quiet everything was cool they were creeping through and then they go around the corner and zombies just pop out of nowhere mm-hmm. and i swear the zombies were hiding dog like it's like they said oh shit people <laughs> this mm-hmm. was one of the most intense fucking scenes because they was in such tight quarters yes and everybody was about to get bit and zombies were grabbing them out of nowhere and they were fucking fighting them off and zombies are much harder to kill when they are fresh because mm-hmm. apparently their skulls are much tougher a small yep. just right. a, a very small note like it I, I hate to say rick and them had it easy with all the shit they gone through but apparently they did have it easy they zombies had them soft melons and these fucking zombies had some hard ass if they fresh yeah they had some hard heads and it was taking everything to kill these little these motherfuckers um and uh they make it through there and like there's some really close calls i mean and the show has done close calls all season where honestly if it was the walking dead you would assume that someone got bit but mm-hmm. on this show they just come back and it's like oh it looked like i got bit but i didn't get bit right so they did that with a couple people they did it with maddie and liza in the scene um and both both people got saved i think liza got saved by nick and no liza got saved by Philia. maddie got saved by nick right okay so they save everybody or whatever they get they start running uh daniel finally gets the bad news griselda's dead mm-hmm. Ophelia wants to see her body and she's like uh liza's like she's gone and nothing mm-hmm. to see <laughs> yeah um they walk into a room with uh wait they walk into a hallway with a safe and maddie finally goes who the hell are you when talking talking to uh strain right because they've been they've been too busy fighting zombies yeah Mm -hmm. and uh nick answers for him he says this is strand he saved my life and that's good enough for maddie yeah uh they walk into a room where dr x is there and all the patients that were trying to recover have those holes in their heads from the cattle pro the cattle boat thing right because she was like they're gonna turn back alive and that's not gonna be she killed them all yep so she is this she put more bolts on people's head than whoever makes charger helmets (laughs) <laughs> and she she didn't have a choice because that's probably why she sent everybody away because she was like i can't ask them to do this there's always a choice but she took it upon herself which is fine right. I'm, I'm okay with that but she could have let them just stay there and die um which would have been cruel cruel you know not not cool but cruel um so then uh exnor is in there and they're like hey was is there another way out of here and she goes where do you think your family's gonna go and they said look bitch what's the way out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't ask you what the fuck we gonna do just tell us how to get out she's like yeah it's a way go downstairs and do this that and the other and she's like you know there's no out there's no out running this right no matter what happens we all die we all turn into this right um because that's, that's her being out in the field and just seeing yep. it happen over and over and over again and liza says come with us and she was like to where i'm not going no like this is it and maddie says liza we have to go she's lost come on and as they exit exnor picks up the cattle boat one last time Mm -hmm. i think she killed herself beautifully seen Mm -hmm. just a beautiful scene like tragic sad but beautiful like perfect way for her to go out she's a pessimist she doesn't want to live in this world she thinks the most humane thing to do is to kill yourself um and she might not be wrong you know right and yes with the walking dead if people realize and you go back and flash back through the seasons they have walked up and owned homes where 
people have blown their brains out yeah. like like so you know so a lot of people have 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 taken their lives but this actually shows you people initially doing it like when rick and them some of the people could have been in there for months you know weeks sometimes before they've crossed them but you've seen where blood has been all over the place so suicide happened probably a lot when this stuff started sweeping and people started realizing hey there's no escape yeah no go ahead i'm sorry i i like that if liza hadn't spent as much time or at least the two days or whatever with dr exnor I don't think they would believe what Dr. Exnor said that, you know, everybody turns. Liza was, is able to add credence to that. You know, right. like, no, I saw you guys trust me. We all going to turn into zombies if you don't shoot, you know, if you don't shoot people in the head. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny to me is it made me think about depression and dentists like that study where people like commit more commit suicide at a higher rate in certain uh mm-hmm. thing like certain fields yeah. yeah it would make sense to me that Liza's like what the fuck is the point of this we all gonna die and turn these fucking things anyway i just don't want to be one of these things so i'm gonna right. do the humane thing kill everybody and kill myself um so they uh as they as they leave they tell strand the plan which is to go wet to go uh east into the desert and strand's like that's a dumbass plan uh, she said you got a better one he said go west i have home i have a home on the water supplies i'm prepared and um uh maddie's like that is a better plan uh Yo, how did like they just met him 17 minutes ago and even daniel went along like there had to be a discussion like i mean we gonna trust him like what and i felt like maybe nick was rallying on his behalf like i mean he's been cool he's helped he saved my life but yo, they had this plan for like at least maybe five of the days that they were together, and now Slick Darky come along and says it with a, a, a velvet voice, and now they can turn the whole thing around. Yeah, because it's he, one of them. Good. It, he he good, and you know it's a zombie apocalypse when white folks will follow a nigga anywhere. Well, they was like, whatever your plan is, it's better than our fucking plan, nigga. We all gonna die. We'll roll with you. Listen, I hate to get into respectability politics, but this is the power of a suit okay is that <laughs> is that so, is that simple? he tied his tie like at some point before he left that cage he knotted his tie right like this is a guy that knows the power of a nigga in a suit and niggas have been using suits for years to get over <laughs> on people they've been doing it through uh getting all your money from the pulpit whether they get the bean pies on the corner like, <laughs> say, say you know final call newspapers that you ain't never read the article of like the niggas in a suit are powerful and i know i disagree that all suits because if he had been in a 17 button steve harvey suit and lavender with matching lavender gaiters i don't think the reaction to him would have been exactly the same see that's the problem uh steve harvey is one of the most powerful black men on the planet so i can't <laughs> even like i would love to disagree yeah he had 45 jobs i would love to disagree this man got seven books and seven divorces and it, nobody cares <laughs> right at 18 jobs it's and... like the the buttons hypnotize people into being like you know what he's right and you're and, like what and they shine it yeah it hypnotizes, it hypnotizes mostly black women reading those books right like, yeah yeah no and black dudes and black dudes recommending those books too those dudes too think the white people would have would trust slick darky if slick slick darky looked like a slick darky uh i hear what you're saying i just i don't know that white people had a sense to tell like we do i think niggas okay. would i think niggas wouldn't have trusted a 17 button suit nigga 
<laughs> we're like oh nah man whatever your plan is ain't gonna work but like <laughs> white people like it's a black person in a suit his they pants know his pants are on his one. waist okay you know and his hairline is sharp but uh you know he had a nice suit too so i mean you know it, but anyway he and his plan was extremely better he was like the desert man y'all fucking stupid and it was and it was funny because someone had written in us being like you can't live in the desert that's crazy and it really just took him to say that and everybody was like that is a good point yeah. we don't know we don't know shit about no desert. desert don't know how to survive out there uh and everybody's gonna be trying to do it right yeah ah. uh so um the they go outside and the military has been burning bodies in mass graves salazar was 100 percent right the people who leave on trucks never come back and just like he found the mass graves when he was fishing as a little boy they walk on the mass graves as they leave the hospital Mm -hmm. uh and also one of the corpses didn't have a leg which makes you think it must have been griselda um who lost her leg um so i guess uh ophelia got her wish to see her, her mom's dead body yeah. and daniel can't be all that mad because he was the first one like okay we you know after he shot the the bitten neighbor we got to burn the body so daniel daniel know the game i also feel like daniel knew yeah i yeah. feel like when ophelia i mean when liza told him that she was dead he just had to like yeah i i, I did never really let myself believe she was gonna be alive mm-hmm. if if not then maybe he just is slow to grieve and he'll grieve later he's a much harder man than anybody else on the show or he may have did it for his daughter you know he was like yeah 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 that too i mean but you i'm saying because he's a harder man he's not going to grieve in front of everybody like Mm -mm. that and he really didn't have time to grieve because um uh as they get back to the parking lot chris and alicia are missing they're yelling out for him and uh salazar says hey don't yell you'll 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 bring the dead right and travis pushes him up against the truck and says hey man fuck you it's my family i'm gonna be yelling and they keep yelling and then chris and alicia both come out of a like closet that i guess they both were hiding in until everybody got back i thought they were gone and mm-hmm. old man was right it's one of those things but like yeah y'all don't know because like i said he actually drew like thousands of zombies so he's like y'all gonna fuck around and we're gonna be swamped and not gonna be able to get out this bitch yeah mm-hmm. it's like um Rod, what you say about people in science they don't understand that daniel has been studying this whole situation he knows you know okay noises bring them this brings them and 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 whatnot they they gotta whew, mm, poor people mm-hmm. i mean he got the zombies to follow him like a pie piper yeah, right. so he definitely knows how to you know how to attract their attention and shit but i guess the r kelly of the zombies the r kelly uh like r Ah. kelly to 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 underage women oh that's what he is the zombies zombies, uh so it was funny though because you know in that moment i understand travis it overrode like travis is a is a line stepper in his own way Mm -hmm. like he's not a coward you know what i mean like there's a lot of things i can't stand and one of them's being a coward he ain't scared but he's just stupid so his whole yeah. thing was like, man, I don't give a fuck if the zombies come. If my kids can't hear me, I don't know where my kids are. You know, where my kid is and her kids. So they yell out, Maddie yells out, and then they come, Alicia and Chris come running out. They say somebody, the, tr- the soldier stole the SUV, and they're like, it's all right. And right before they can kind of like be happy about this reunion, 
old hating ass andy comes out of nowhere with a gun yes he does i was like see that's what you that's what happened travis and that was the moment that travis knew it was all his fault yes he did he knew it was his fault salazar's like hey man don't do this and uh uh andy's just looking to hurt salazar he's been tortured by this man for a day um he's been set up by the woman that he thought he loved or liked or whatever and salazar is like come on man don't no don't and he kind of looks toward ophelia because he wants to protect ophelia and ophelia is the most important person left in the world to him and andy realizes this and he knows the best way to hurt salazar is by shooting ophelia so he shoots her mm-hmm. i did not see that coming i didn't either that was a great twist yeah, me either. i thought he was gonna shoot salazar i think even last week i said i didn't think salazar would make it out of this the the season mm-hmm. um but he shoots ophelia instead of salazar and travis beat andy like a man who was giving out beans his entire fucking life he lost it Woo lord because he was like she was she's not innocent but you know in his mind he was like if you just shot that old man i would not have gave a fuck but you shot that little girl nope i mean for a pacifist he was passing that fist to that dude's face right over and over again i think a lot of frustration set in i'm sorry go ahead i said i think for him a lot of frustration set in he was like well it was his fault right he was like it's my fault i i I shouldn't have trusted you and all that anger just kind of rolled out yeah i think he all he was beating in addition to that i think he was beating andy because andy not having that humanity in return made uh travis have to accept the game been changed like and you were wrong like you know, being hopeful for people and freeing people. Travis had to deal with some anger about himself. Like, yo, like, I don't want to be this type of person, but this guy couldn't even act right to keep me on a straight and narrow where I would, like, care about other people or care about strangers. Right. Um, so what, what was, what was interesting to me too is Travis beat that dude so easily with so much ferocity and like he almost couldn't he would have beat him to death if maddie didn't stop him Uh, he would have and it made me think is he like me when it comes to spades (laughs) you know (laughs) well i've sworn off spades because you know i get hyper competitive sometimes you know i i get a little out of a little out of control if you will so i had to cut it off it gets it can get a little violent and I wonder if that's how he is with beatings, where he's like, I, I can't help myself. Next thing you know, I'm trying to run a Boston on this dude's face. And, and you know, I think, too, a lot of Travis beating that dude is frustration. Frustration with Maddie, frustration with the home. You know, because the whole time he's been trying to be cool, like everything going to go back to normal. And I think it's set in that nothing's going back to normal and just all the anger and all the frustration and all the people telling him he ain't shit and people telling him he been wrong and i think all that just came out on those punches well there has to be a comeuppance for the way he's acted like no character in these kind of settings gets to be as aloof and optimistic as he was without paying the price that's just what it is in this genre so this is part of him beginning to pay the price in my in my belief and mm-hmm. salazar didn't even have a chance to get mad because his daughter got shot you know so they had to take care of her uh they basically get out of the city by following the aqueduct the same place where they shot calvin 
although they drove through it and i didn't see calvin out there so i don't know maybe he's moved on ah. i didn't he didn't seem in a position to get up and move but <laughs> maybe he uh maybe he got it worked out i don't know um andy also is a terrible shot he only grazed uh <laughs> he only grazed ophelia's arm so he took that ass whooping for no reason and when they pulled out on his face his face looked fucked up yeah salazar probably fucked his aim up what do you mean oh yeah because he had one arm yeah he had one arm that was too weak from the number one edge up that he got on that arm (laughs) right and it was the right it was the right arm too yeah Mm -hmm. that blade maddie apologized to travis uh i mean to nick when they got to the mansion that uh apparently strand owned uh suit dude got a fly ass house Uh, oh and while they was in the aqueduct uh i think he told maddie to do something and she started talking shit he was like me and you i'm gonna like you very well what he said nick's mom or something like that he said to her when they was riding i was like "Mm mm-hmm you don't know that that black man knows something you don't know because i don't think that she had wanted to go the route that he was talking about at first right and i was like it would it would behoove you to listen to him and when they did that shot of them driving scot-free and everybody stuck above them probably because most people don't know anything about the aqueduct so most of them are like taking the traffic route well everybody was going the other way too okay aqueduct- yeah most and people are going dude knows the streets he he knew exactly where he, nick said that he lived dude la yeah real estate seemed to be his thing and also everybody was headed west because that was the plan that everybody had that's mm-hmm. why all the traffic was all fucked up on the interstate going the opposite direction Correct. that they were going if you actually looked at the interstate going the other way it wasn't traffic nope so um anyway uh um uh, maddie when they get to the to the mansion apologizes to travis and says uh basically like hey i'm sorry and he's like mom for what you know what i mean like why are you sorry and she just mm-hmm. felt and I, she said i let them take you which there was really nothing she could do Mm-mm. to stop that and he said basically like no i you know th- there's nothing to be sorry about there's nothing you could have done and then she's like i don't know what we're gonna do now he said that's the thing i never know where i'm going it's like i've been living this for a long time and now everyone is catching up with me it's strange right yeah basically everybody i was expecting him to do that the taken speech i have a very unique set of skills <laughs> <laughs> i have a very a very unique set of crackhead skills right um <laughs> uh, but yeah now uh is you know now everybody's kind of a crackhead liza right, just waking up don't know what today gonna bring Liza, they cut the liza she's advising um uh daniel how to take care of Ophelia. she's fine she will heal she just needs to rest uh then she walked in the kitchen chris was drinking some of that purple stuff and she hugged him and uh said i love you son and then she walked out of the house and chris was chris says well before when she hugged him chris goes we made it and she hugged him for a long time and told him she loved him and i'm not even gonna front didn't even seem odd to me at the time i just no, like because, okay right she's just happy they made it they went through a harrowing experience I was wondering when she was saying this stuff to Ophelia about how to address the wound, yeah. she never said, well, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And when I, when I, um, when I saw it the first time I was like, you know, is she going to try and take her son and her ex-husband and split away from the group? I didn't uh, even think. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but 
as a mother maddie knows something's up right away and follows liza out of the house immediately right that was so dope because it's like only another mom would even notice that shit she was like something ain't right Where her are own you going? son her own son didn't notice anything was wrong of course he's but not. it made so- complete sense to me that another mom would be like that was different all right that was a different i love you that was a yeah. i love you i might not be coming back i love you so um nick goes upstairs and strand is in his uh in his room packing and he says where are you going and he says i must stay in constant motion he says what are what are we doing can we stay here no no you cannot uh he's basically like everybody gotta get the fuck out Mm -hmm. uh so uh nobody can stay in my mansion he looked at a picture of i don't know if his daughter or somebody he looked at a picture of a, of a girl um that he had up so who knows he has like family somewhere or something um and uh then we cut a very short cut scene of maddie walking down towards the beach and travis caesar um so basically uh nick keeps questioning strand like where are we going what are we going to do who is abigail and he says uh he, he's not answering him and uh and nick goes are you insane and he says the only way to survive a mad world is to embrace the madness uh to which it that is nick goes is that a yes <laughs> <laughs> hey slim darky sees opportunity he sees an opportunity to become king of the world right he's mm-hmm. just like fuck this i'm getting my power on so mm-hmm. uh strand is crazy like a fox because he looks through uh a, a viewing i don't know what you would call it, like a telescope i don't know what they're called Binoculars? i don't know the same thing that you do like sightseeing tours of like the mm-hmm. empire state building you look at those viewers or you can look at different things in the city he looks through that and down off the coast is abigail his yacht it was beautiful too and that's where abigail is and that's who abigail is it's a yacht um so maddie walks down to the beach liza's down there crying basically and she says uh yo when we were in there i didn't notice till we got clear but i got bit and she showed her the bite mark and maddie says what do we do and liza says there's nothing and then she pulled out a gun and maddie goes no thinking that she's gonna kill herself and she's like i can't do it like i'm not gonna kill myself and she says well don't ask me and liza said you asked me and i remember that scene that was the first thing i thought about was i even remember during that scene thinking wouldn't it be ironic if matt if it comes if maddie because the promise basically there is maddie would have to do the same thing she asked liza to do which is don't make travis do it it'll break him so you gotta kill me Mm -hmm. um she says you asked me you never liked me that much don't make travis do it it'll break him giving maddie her own words back maddie says we don't know and liza says i know because she's seen so much death at this point she right. she does know she that this at- is a fatal thing the antibiotics none of this shit is gonna help Mm-mm. and with her like you said she wasn't alone but with her being in the hospital she's seen people die and come back to life and yep. and no matter what you do basically everybody comes back yeah maddie stole um medicine from the military facility to help with you know anything they're going through and she's like yeah that medicine's not gonna help with this though Mm -hmm. i'm gonna die Mm -hmm. and so then um travis comes around the corner like hey what's what are y'all doing what's going on 
and he sees the gun he goes honey and then uh madison goes she was bitten and he goes and it's such a travis scene he the mm-hmm. first thing the first thing out of his mouth that's okay that's okay because he's already mm-hmm. like we're gonna figure a way out It's it's gotta be a way where we can do this thing and liza basically has to spend some powerful ass acting minutes convincing him look there's nothing that can be done and i don't want to be a zombie right you know um and i and i felt bad for all the the men out there that had this fantasy of killing their ex-wives but they're mm-hmm. never gonna get to live it out because there's no zombie apocalypse um oh, Lord. although too many men will live it out and they'll hopefully go to jail uh liza was um you know like you know you gotta you gotta do it tell chris i did it um and travis takes the gun from maddie and um liza's sitting there giving those post whooping chest heaving sobs um and then we they kind of cut away and you hear the gunshot go off and salazar hears the gunshot in his rocking chair wherever he's sitting he just echoes yeah um uh chris and abigail heard and start running towards the beach i think nick heard it and just looked out the window yeah because they was up high so, yeah yeah but like everybody heard it and um it it was just like i don't know if they told chris that liza did it to herself or not but he didn't even go to comfort chris mm-hmm. he went down to the beach and was crying in the water which i mean you know you can't really judge a person for how they grieve but chris was crying over his dead mom's body with nobody there mm-hmm. with him alicia kind of looking on off in the distance right maddie went down to the beach because it was a ways down went down to the beach and comforted travis which was a powerful ass scene like the way they filmed that with the close-up of the hands and the 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 pain in his face and how like first they let him cry by himself for a minute and then she grabs him he kind of collapses because he's been trying to be strong in his own way the 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 thing about that shot that was the most beautiful is that they have been saying the whole time that it would break him. And when they mm-hmm. literally shot that, they had his face fading. In it. Like, he was, like, in a daze. Yeah. And they did a beautiful job with the cinematography by letting you realize how his mind was floating, how he was kind of dazed in and out. He didn't want to accept the reality of what he just did. And mm-hmm. they just did a really good job of, of, of portraying his emotions all i could think was are you happy now because so many people complain about travis the whole season i was yes, like they did you know this is just leading to him getting a horrible comeuppance like right that's that's the rules of the zombie apocalypse you can only be oblivious for so long and then it comes crashing down on you in a horrible horrible way mm-hmm. and i felt like this was a very horrible circumstance he lost control earlier that day beating right. a man halfway to death then then later on he has to kill his ex-wife who you know still the mother of his child um like right like it was like it clearly got to him and uh it was sad and then the what the thing that made the scene so powerful is they zoom out and you see the opulence of where they're at mm-hmm. like such richness and shit it and it's beautiful such, yeah but at the same time there's such desperation and there's such like it's like here's the pinnacle of what humanity calls success these rich houses these yachts these this 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 scenic view 
and here are these people in despair you know and then they plan out to the serene ocean and then boom the end of the show and i i I think for me doing the regular walking dead you always as they've been going along and they meet these other groups everybody talks about these other groups they've been with or how they're the only survivor now and stuff and Mm -hmm. shit like that but we never get to see the story so this is a story of a group that has been through shit like we don't know what the future holds for the group but a lot of these groups have to go through this series where you know they talk about how they lost members they didn't survive it might have stopped with 20 30 now it's only two or they're the only survivor and they gave us a glimpse into what's happening what happened to these broke off groups before it turns into the walking dead that we see today yeah, this is just one family story that survived. Just one. You know. Uh so um I guess uh I'll say uh I don't know how to put it. I guess so there's no show next week really technically, not from this series. Uh what are you guys looking forward to next season from this, Karen? I'm looking forward to them getting on that boat. Uh mm-hmm. because this is just my theory. I might be wrong. My theory is that if they're going to go international. I think they're going to go on that boat and they're going to go to another country and to show you that this is spreading all across the world. This is my theory and it's going to be really interesting with them being out on the water, out on the sea, who else is out there. I guarantee you other people was like, we got to get boats too. Right. It's going to be interesting to see if you see boats that are abandoned, you know, from breakouts that ha- possibly happened on the boat. And if you're on a boat in the middle of the fucking ocean, an outbreak happened, that's kind of it. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Miss Smart? Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Travis and his son deal with their issues because to your point about, um, Travis going off to the beach and not comforting his son, I think that again speaks to their general relationship or how Travis relates to his son. Right. I want to see if shooting Liza did break Travis. I also want to see if Travis unravels because I think beating Andy was foreshadowing for what he's capable of. Mm. You know, we already know Daniel goes hard. We already know Slick Darky Slip. You know, those are things we already know. But they're giving us little little nuggets, little little breadcrumbs of what Travis is. Um, I also think that, I don't know if you guys noticed, but at least from my perspective, when they were all in the house, the house was had very muted tones, mm-hmm. but they were the color for um, Slick Darky's life, I think. Mm. And I think... Someone like him, and he's talking about, you know, you have to stay on the move. I think he's going to find himself getting attached to them. They're the color in his life. They're going to be the family in his in his life. And that's going to be possibly his downfall. Or maybe that may even build him up. So those are the things that I'm looking for. And and also to see if if how Nick's, um, you know, drug addict skills really translate in the Mm. zombie apocalypse. I want to see Salazar and Travis have their moment because he like is the penance of shoot, having to kill Liza and um beating up Andy enough to offset that Ophelia's life was basically put in danger because Travis didn't man up and will there continue to be a struggle between Travis as this broken person or is he going to try to get back to his hippie roots or is he now yeah you know this new more deadly travis you know so those are the things i'm looking forward to uh and also 
if they get to the boat what do they know about boat life you know are right. they are they capable of um you know fishing and surviving out the sea also what happens if they um like a natural disaster happens i'm, I'm really Correct. looking forward to to see what the answers to those things are um uh, and uh what that what that long-term solution to living in this world is going to be um we got some emails shay writes in uh fear of the walking dead what i'm so very excited about is now that the soldiers are leaving and people will have to fend for themselves people will have to work together i think your guest uh she's talking about um reagan gomez tv zone uh i think people will have to come together even though oh wait i think your guess was wrong i think people will have to come together even those who were at odds at the start as well as strangers to the group liza and maddie having to interact and travis having to walk that line i think even the soldier daniel torture will have to understand he is safer in a group think suit dude uh and nick will do some damage together but find their way to the others anxious to see all the dynamics in play well turns out you were wrong uh apparently uh andy does think that he doesn't need the group uh and um the they broke out on their own like the maddie maddie and liza doesn't even have to get along because one of them dead right the world moves fast y'all i wanted them to become like this bad ass like carol conglomerate like mm. you know they become friends and they become ass kicking thumb and louise and then they killed her and i guess Mm. now i could see um what is it uh maddie's daughter becoming that because she, mm. to an extent she went from poke peeking her ass out the window a few days ago till you can't save everybody like i think on the low low people kind of ignoring her getting a hard heart because she might not be actually out there doing the quote-unquote violent thing and she's been protected but on the low she's been dropping bars because in her mind civilization will never be the same uh shay also writes in fear of the walking dead we for sure got a glimpse of what travis is capable of and what he has been holding back he split that dude's wig he sure did mm-hmm. oh and i can't believe the group didn't even give their neighbors a heads up yeah so much about getting together huh uh <laughs> that they were fixing to leave to let a thousand zombies out the neighbors were just chilling eating dinner done 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 they better set a couple more plates at the table because they fixing to have guests shit they are dinner yeah right they're about to be guests uh in zombies bellies adrian writes in hello rod karen and guest host uh fane rose here whoa that finale was all that i hoped for daniel is a badass he just strolled down by the compound with thousands of zombies presumably from the arena behind him and he did not break a sweat the balls on this man yes 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 mm-hmm. i couldn't believe he was so cool uh okay enough exclamation points but they deserve but they were deserved last episode my husband and i commented commented that daniel is already at rick level but i'm thinking now that uh rick hasn't made it to daniel's level <laughs> you know that's a good point he ha- he ain't got the calmness he would have rolled up to them soldiers and start pacing and holding his gun sideways and, <laughs> and jigging and shit yeah. right uh what i want to know knowing what we know about zombie herds wouldn't the opening of the arena and bringing the zombies to the compound be harrowing and difficult i have questions about the process did maddie travis at all go to the compound first or and wait for daniel to join them i'm all about how did it work yeah you know i would think it would be kind of easy if you just stay in front of them um because it's slow like maybe you could even take the car 
the truck really slow at first to, mm-hmm. to herd them out because the zombies follow each other too so once you right. get the beginning of the group going forward yeah, everybody's gonna follow you're behind. good and then at the you know then you can kind of like zoom off like a block ahead and keep going and then have daniel do his slow stroll right and time and so the zombies come around the corner right at the same time uh that's my guess daniel or daniel just a sorcerer i don't you know yeah he might be gandalf right (laughs) uh daniel took the death of his wife much better than i expected but maybe i shouldn't be surprised he knew she wasn't coming back yep yeah he knew she wouldn't and maybe he hasn't had time to grieve i mean his daughter got shot right like he didn't even have a second to like be sad nope uh travis learned yeah i would like to see how he grieves next season how does that because i bet he grieves crazy travis learns what good deeds get you in the zombie apocalypse nick is having some druggy epiphanies i found the callbacks a good device the fires that started the episode then we then we saw them three-fourths of the way in the daylight traveling in the viaducts which harkens back to the death of calvin and daniel and liza in the back of the truck with an injured woman yep oh the other thing that was interesting too that they during the day they had cut to a big wide city shot and i did notice there was an entire section of town that was cordoned off by a fire i don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. happened there and it's you know what and i think it would be interesting for them to kind of i mean because they show the breakdown of like society but you know those shots make you wonder what the fuck happened yeah right. I was surprised that the group survived as unscathed as they did until Liza showed the scratch marks bite to Maddie. This episode, Maddie and Liza seem to work together well. Another callback, Liza saying the same words to Maddie that Maddie said to her about Travis Mm -hmm. not being able to shoot her. Convenient that the ex-wife ended up going. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I always felt like, I always felt like Liza and and Travis could have made it work. Like (laughs) like she had to die because, you know, I felt like they still had something there. They weren't complete enemies. In the you know, walk- I, I think that one, Daniel probably saw a little bit of himself in Travis when Travis was whooping Andy's ass. Mm-hmm. And because Travis had a choice of who he wanted to be. But I think maybe Liza dying mm. is the old passive hopeful Travis also dying. Mm, maybe. That's a good point. His old wife dying. Now he got the new wife. And the new wife is, you know, she's been woke at least three days. Right. That's true. Mm. And when you're talking about Daniel seeing himself in Travis, I think a lot of how Daniel responds is like, that used to be me. When he was talking about the week dies first, he was like, yeah, that used to be me. I don't think Daniel saw himself in Travis till Travis beat that man's ass. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's, the only tra- <laughs> that's the only Travis he fuck with. Um, in The Walking Dead, do they kill people that who are alive as Liza was, just scratched? I don't think so. I can't think of anyone um let's see bob kind of died but carl killed that man in the woods what no no no. she's talking about people that got scratched oh and okay then okay a mercy killing they've left people with guns before i believe yeah that got they tied to the um the tree yeah so yeah it's happened before i don't know that anyone's had to do it themselves but i think it was something where they needed to show it because um travis needed to pay the price Mm-hmm. for his ignorance earlier this year and it was just a, a yeah. story device um Lori had already bled out more or less and she's the closest i could think of 
i'm shocked they went to that level it definitely was different than the walking dead i like that they are headed for a boat and likely and like the end of the shot of the specific ocean yeah i also like they headed for a boat because i don't want this show to be the fucking walking dead west coast where it's the exact same show as the other show i kind of like that there's different avenues and different ideas because when one of the funny things about talking about a zombie apocalypse is everyone coming up with their their idea of what they would do right final thought in the apocalypse you don't get your clothes wet unless you have to looking forward to the new season of walking dead and your recaps on this finale and the walking dead season thank you adrian thank you cecil writes in fear the walking dead am i the only one surprised that salazar didn't walk over and blow off that guy's head after he shot his daughter salazar mm-hmm. cut that dude up like he was dexter just for information about his wife his daughter gets shot and he does nothing felt kind of felt cheated still a great show looking forward to next season and the return to walking dead and y'all's recast hashtag day walking failure to prepare is preparing to fail oh and also i think travis responded before he could respond yeah, yeah. also i mean his daughter got he had other shit to worry about yeah. like i don't think he's i don't think here's the thing about daniel i don't think that he's a vengeful dude no i think he's a survivor which is totally different, different i don't right? think he's you fuck with us i'm gonna fuck with you like rick is sometimes where rick can sometimes make shit worse because he'll just be like be petty yeah because he's petty which i love for the record <laughs> but still it's you know it's times where you like rick didn't have to do it that way you know what i mean i feel like salazar's like my thing is i'll do anything it takes to say to keep my family safe but i don't right. i don't think he's the kind of person that's like i'm gonna go get revenge on this dude and also mm-hmm. think shit happened too fast karen said travis was on it um and he wanted to take care of his daughter he's like is my daughter gonna die you know mm-hmm. that's his heart man he hit him in the one weak spot that he was not prepared to deal with correct hashtag they walk and recap last one by jabari at two stones one bird on twitter hello rod karen featured guests and all the dear brothers in the chat room uh i can i can't wait to hear this episode and your breakdown of the season finale i had never given i had never really been into the walking dead but your recast was so intriguing so i started watching the most recent season and will work backward to catch up just a few observations about the finale one the show did a good job creating an uneasy tension when travis let ophelia's fake boyfriend go it just seemed too convenient that he would just leave after salazar gave him that work he never mentioned he had another family to go to like the soldiers who were trying to make it to san diego two ruben blaze has been acting his ass off delivering those key one-liners of the season in this episode when he was talking to ophelia about his past and he asked her would you rather me have been the victim um when he strolled by the va- by the gate and said save your ammo he deserves an award nod for this along with principal obama for the best cameo number three travis beat the fuck out of andrew looking like indiana jones in the temple of doom when he beat that temple guard number four they really advanced strand is uh advanced the strand is so cool under pressure narrative keep the watch uh and the nick is so resourceful uh as a junkie slash pickpocket theme yeah i like strand he's by far my favorite character Mm -hmm. well no, no no daniel then him but he's definitely the most intriguing character now that daniel's told his backstory now i want to know strands mm-hmm. uh i might start calling him that strand because he good um in my short short tenure with the show i've often wondered why nobody just lived off the coast in a boat and came to shore to secure resources i do not have the knowledge of whether the zombie virus affects fish but i guess we get to see that play out next season and 
would i don't think it would because i mean they ate dog on the other show and and, and zombies can swim right they can't they had to weigh those zombies down when they threw them um away in the other show right oh yeah i don't know if they can swim necessarily but i think i think that was the governor's heads in a jar display because remember how he used to keep the heads in a jar and then he got to remember when um the governor's girlfriend and her daughter the daughter was sitting on the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, on that lake and or that scene or when the governor killed his old friend and threw him in the water and there were other people in the water Mm -hmm. maybe he was just weighing him down so nobody could find him just don't listen to me yeah no 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 no, i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm saying i think remember the heads in the jar Mm -hmm. i think zombies in the water were his new heads in a jar like okay i got it I like got it. i go out here sometimes to be with my zombies and yeah ah. like, he's just a fucking crazy person um and he weighed them down so he could fucking see them but yeah zombies can't drown though no, yeah. obviously you they know? can't they got gills apparently yeah i don't think they can swim like you like know like you and i bins. swim but right. they can probably move around i bet your ass get in that that shallow part of the pool you get bit <laughs> yeah it's like them sharks um so yeah he said uh let's see uh number six wait but i guess they'll play out next. hold on wait what did i get stuck pickpocket thing in my short tenure with the show oh yeah lived out the coast it doesn't affect fish it doesn't play out next season finally number six the show has done a the show does a great job of transitioning travis from seeing the redeeming good of, in people to hopefully finally realizing one of the themes of the show is never the dead you have to worry about it's the living and what they will do to survive hopefully andy and the death of his baby moms will give him the some act right for next season in the meantime he will be getting some hair by the water and trying to fuck somebody oh lord i believe you mean getting some hand in the water <laughs> that's gonna be in my head thanks <laughs> and trying to fuck somebody <laughs> dynamite uh, did you not consider that maybe somebody else is on the boat i did think about that too because the boat was kind of far away yeah and how so. are they going to get to that boat i mean because getting to you know the, the boat is so big it can't come over those rocks well so as a gonna... as a person that's had owned a yacht i mean yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> you, you, you you basically want to take out like a rowboat out to the yacht that's it's just yeah, you need yeah. to tell me about this other secret life since you don't have it, i don't know nothing about no yacht since you don't have it docked you know you well Karen, he is a famey so right. you, know. you guys don't have yeah. ac- you guys don't have access to this so that's what stuff. you be doing you we be going to south carolina that's what i do yes uh keep up the great work i love the show p.s rick looked like he got the bevel shade system for the new season <laughs> best regards jabari thank you very much uh all right man that's it for our recap we do have uh some new shit to cover and all that stuff um okay uh let's see um let's do fucking with black people at slash news in one story okay uh Nicki minaj got interviewed by the new york times okay and she had to put the motherfuckers in their place i heard about this but i didn't read it what happened? Um, six weeks after asking molly what's good on the video music award stage Nicki minaj expounded on the deep-seated hypocrisy she sees in molly cyrus telling the new york times that she can't respect minaj pointing out how black women are rarely rewarded in pop culture because the rapper was not very polite about it the fact that you feel upset about me speaking on something that affects black women makes me feel like you have some big balls Nikki uh said to the new york times addressing cyrus directly you're in videos with black men and you're bringing out black women on your stages but you don't want to know how black women feel about something that's so important 
come on you can't want the good without the bad if you want to enjoy our culture and our lifestyle bond with us dance with us have fun with us twerk with us rap with us then you should also want to know what affects us what is bothering us and what we feel is unfair to us you should not want to know that come on oh you should not want to know that that's a that's the truth though but a lot Uh of people do that they it's like it's like you you want you want the culture without really being in the culture you it's like Uh you want to play with it you want to dip in it you want to hopscotch on it you want to double dutch in it and the second something go wrong you want to bounce out of it and it doesn't work like that because i don't get the option to leave that's why i like like I want to eat like four white chocolate Kit Kats a day. I can't eat those without the calories. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the weight's going to come. You or, know, you can't have one without the other. Or without the slave kids picking it. Yeah. Correct. Not that Karen cares. Mm-mm. Um, that's why when Minaj was asked about another recent feud between her boyfriend Meek Mill and her friend frequent collaborator Drake, she didn't allow herself to be forced into any pre-written media narrative. Minaj initially responded to questions about Meek and Drake's feud by saying it's between them and telling the reporter, you don't ever want to choose sides between people you love. It's ridiculous. I just want it to be over. However, when the reporter pressed, is there a part of you that thrives on drama? Minaj didn't hesitate to cut to the misogyny at the harder question. What do the four men you just named have to do with me thriving on drama? Right. Why would you even say that? That's so peculiar. Four grown ass men are having issues between themselves and you're asking me, do I thrive off drama? But you didn't ask, nobody asks these dudes that because quote unquote dudes aren't about drama. It would have dudes not about, the thing about it is that everybody likes drama. That's something people have to admit. Everybody's like some form of, of drama because it's dudes who watch love and hip hop and they be all up in the business like everybody else. Housewives of Atlanta's. Y'all watch this shit just like women watch this shit. Empire, all these shows. Somebody's watching it other than women. And it's one of those things where just admit you like drama and drama isn't a female trait. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people associate that with a female trait, but that's not true. There are a lot of straight men that have more goddamn drama in their life that, that, uh, that, that women will never could imagine you know because it's one of those things where people some people just love drama yeah the other thing too is i've said this for years it's always weird to me when you have a a, a they do this with female rappers uh specifically um and i mean that the old school female definition <laughs> right. not the, i don't want to hear no i don't want to hear no bullshit but uh they do this with women rappers where they're like well what about this woman and it's all you know what i mean like there can only be one it's like highlanders like mm-hmm. can't interview nick and it was like even when people weren't hot anymore like let's start like we're gonna ask Nicki minaj about lil kim it's like well lil kim ain't got no album out she's not doing right. anything at the moment she's in her lane i'm in my lane but then they ask you something to get you to say anything about her and then they spin it like "Ooh," she said nick she said why are you asking me about little kim and you're yeah, like they force you to fit the narrative right he's like well that that might have been a valid question like this is my interview why are you asking me about someone else but you're gonna spin it into oh she's dissing little kim and they do that all the time right they don't really do that a lot with male rappers like you don't really no. see a lot of men um you know like unless there is a reason for some beef right like like oh you guys have exchanged words there's typically not a we're gonna interview drake but we're gonna ask him what are his thoughts on j cole and hope that he says something 
and start a fight you know right because you respect men and it's also one of those things where you also respect white women how many times has a white woman has who's in the music industry been something they go ask her about somebody else doing some other shit they don't do that they only do it to black women yeah i remember molly actually had some comments to say about beyonce at one point so like it ain't like she's the most like drama free motherfucker out here come on now uh and she brings it not trying to find for you she brings it upon herself they don't go ask her she actually divulges this information like just giving her opinion and it's like nobody asked you that that's the typical thing that women do what did you put me down right there do wait what did you putting me down right there do for you minaj asked women blame women for things that have nothing to do with them to put down a woman for something that men do as if they're childish and i'm and i'm responsible has nothing to do with you asking stupid questions because you know that's not just a stupid question that's a premeditated thing you just did do not speak to me like i'm stupid or beneath you in any way minaj declared before ending the interview on her terms good fuck you because she's probably tired of that she's probably get interviewed and get asked these same dumb fucking questions it's like you the hundredth person that has asked her this question and she's fucking Mm -hmm. fed up i love the way she ended it by saying i don't wish to speak to you anymore that's the that's the dopest shit ever right because she has that option and that choice you actually interview her she didn't actually interview you Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i thought that was uh that's pretty dope man uh georgia school pays up after a teacher tells first grader his mom is bad because she doesn't believe in god what is, what is up with these teachers man like just teach the class what does got to do with math you know what i'm saying Nothing. one plus one equals two man why, why are we talking about anything else a kindergarten teacher and a first grade teacher at swainsboro primary school led students in prayer before lunch last year and then singled out students who parents complained teachers ordered those children to sit outside the classroom in the hallway while other students prayed one of the teachers told students their classmates couldn't recite the pledge of allegiance because it contained the phrase under god another teacher told one child that he should make a good decision and join his classmates in prayer according to a complaint filed by the freedom from religion foundation wow the group also complained that the first grade teacher Catherine bryce told that same boy that he shouldn't listen to his mother because she was a bad person for not believing in god oh my gosh what is wrong with people the first grader was eventually worn down by the teacher's comments and joined his classmates in religious activities against his parents wishes of course because he's a goddamn child peer pressure and the, and the teacher your authority figure is telling you to do it the secular group pointed out that students are permitted to pray on their own but public school teachers are not allowed to lead those prayers the civil rights group sent a letter to of complaint last year to the manual county school district but the teachers continued to lead students in prayer and ostracized children whose families did not want them to participate how are they keeping their fucking jobs y'all have rules that say they can't do this so they filed mm-hmm. a lawsuit in february and the school district had to agree to a settlement on monday did they lose their jobs is the question uh they said they're gonna provide better training for teachers to remind them uh against promoting mm. their religious beliefs in class there ain't no better training they knew not right, to do right this shit. <laughs> yeah the family whose child was singled out by teachers received an undisclosed amount in damages it cost everybody some money because y'all wouldn't let that shit go mm-hmm. but uh right they don't give a fuck because they don't have this like it's like i can do what i want when 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 the quote-unquote penalty doesn't fall on me <laughs> yeah um what probably happened though you guys remember when um president obama when maddie walked in on president obama and he was saying that he was observing classes because he was sitting at the speaker what probably happened is that somebody in administration observed and there was proof that administration knew this stuff was going on 
and mm. didn't do anything about it correct it didn't stop it it sounded like it was more than one teacher too yes yeah. this is just the one that the parents pushed the issue uh mm-hmm. the largest inmate release in u.s history to free six thousand uh drug offenders uh as what is slated to be the largest inmate release ever in u.s history six thousand federal prisoners will be set free by the government next month over the coming year another eight thousand five hundred and fifty inmates will also be eligible for early release the move reports the washington post comes after the u.s sentencing commission voted last year to amend federal drug sentencing guidelines lower the sentences for nonviolent drug offenses uh under the new guidelines nearly half of the 100,000 drug offenders currently in federal prison in the u.s will likely qualify to be released early as well the policy change nicknamed drugs minus two will reduce the sentences of eligible inmates by an average of two years what can i'm about to have a question Mm -hmm. uh okay this is wonderful but can these people go back into society is another question right like are you, I, what what are you doing about job training what are you doing about educating what are you doing about preparing them for the world what can they do to get shit expunged from their record because what's the point in letting all of them free just for them to turn right back around and be right back in there yeah i don't know what you do well um i, I, guess, I guess we just got to keep them locked up no no well, no no think, no no well, like, I think, oh go ahead i'm sorry oh oh you go ahead miss Mott. i'm sorry Oh, okay. I think that part of it is that they don't prison, the, the overall prison industrial complex doesn't want to do reentry programs or give them training or job training, or whatever, because the reality is they don't really want these people to be able to get jobs. They want them to, you know, only really have the criminal underworld to eat off of so that they wind up back. And even if you, and, and I think society has, is starting to turn because you look at, um, organizations like SHRM, the, um, I can't think of the, uh, what the acronym stands for, but it's this HR organization that basically is pushing or encouraging companies to take the damn box off of applications. Right. You know, if, if you have people checking a box, just like if you have people that, you know, they can't get their records expunged, so they can't vote. That is actually a life sentence. Correct. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I don't know what you do about the job part, Karen. And, uh, yep. I don't know that. I just know if, if the plan is to help them get back into society, step one has to be getting them out of jail. Yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, me saying that ain't saying right. that the whole process is pointless. I hope I'm, you don't I'm think not, that I'm No, I'm okay. not, I'm not saying, I'm not even disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying I don't have the answer to you because you say you have a question. I don't think anyone has an answer to that. And I think what Miss Smart said is smart. I do think that when it well, comes Well, that is her name. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to that, they should eliminate that question. Um, because if this person has shown that excuse me, they are a good employee and they you know they follow all the rules and all the regulations, yes, there should be some background check, don't get me wrong. But for uh, like this non offensive crimes and shit like that, you're being punished for life. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
uh a wider political push led by president obama and several activist organizations is also in the works to rein in the current system imposing mandatory minimum sentences the campaign has already resulted in clemency for 89 inmates more than that given by any u.s president since lyndon b johnson the news comes just as we approach the 45th anniversary of a press conference during which president richard nixon declared the abuse of drugs public enemy number one and officially kicked off the war on drugs largely considered a very expensive racist failure mm-hmm. some of the not drug non-violent drug offenders that are being released next month were jailed as a direct result of this eight night in the 1980s and 90s right because i can guarantee you some of the people are very very old like they older so uh it's going to be interesting to see you know because i i also think that uh if they want to do this right like like miss smart said they don't invest the money in the re-entry i'm pretty sure a lot of these people have to be trained how to uh, go back into society mm-hmm. you know because we're used to society these people are not mm-hmm. you know so it's a a huge thing and how to you know because people better realize when somebody goes to jail it does not just affect that person there's families attached to these people Mm-hmm. yeah these aren't just numbers right you know, i think a lot of people just fall into that well it's just a number that we're just locking up and that's the end of it and you're like no that's a human being and somebody's life that is affected by this and you know i while i'm i'm not somebody that's just like anti like nobody should ever go to jail for nothing like it's still like the uh humanity there you have to treat people a certain way while they're there uh you can try to rehabilitate people and also you need to not unfairly incarcerate people where you know you especially with the racial disparity where other people get a slap on the wrist for the same crime Crime, exact same crime all right let's do uh wait can i say one more thing about that of course i know you believe it i did it but there's a side podcast called undisclosed Mm -hmm. and on episode 12 it is them interviewing prisoners and i think it is a really good um look at well, but like you said, you know, humanizing these guys, these guys are smart. Um, you add that episode with the, um, the, um, incarcerated people who beat the debate team at Harvard. Right. You add that with shows like Orange is the New Black versus shows like Oz. And we have this whole rehumanizing, um, push of that community. Yeah. Right. And also, um, I've seen this, uh, uh, documentary on TV where they were talking to college professors who actually taught at um, in prison and they mm-hmm. said that the prisoners would excel so much that they would have to challenge them so hard they said they basically would give them things and like they would come back and they'd been unread it they'd been undone it you know they were saying how the classes would advance so quick compared to them teaching outside in in the public probably because for them they have the time but you know most general population is sad don't give a fuck about higher education yeah um the main thing here is adding on did it um, <laughs> and, we'll come to that. <laughs> and uh you know the the thing is while i think he definitely did it uh it doesn't mean they proved their case it just means right. i think he did it so you know uh if they can't prove it with evidence i don't know why he's locked up you know um hey man bobby Schmurter. and obviously day 294 Bobby Smarter's in jail. <laughs> and uh just because he rapped about it isn't proof that he did it. That, that's true now. Uh all right, let's do uh let's do baller alert, man. Um where's my baller alert music? Why did I move my list all the way down here? I don't know. Anyway. 
Volume. There we go. Hey, yo, I'm looking for a five star chin talking about. My homegirl feel like he just stepped out of a magazine. And the headphones fly, and the juice box sweat, and the head something fine like. Gotti, here go 12 bar. Gucci, man, got nine car. We don't call them down no more. Oh, now we call them five star. Five star, nigga, that's a five star click. That's a six for that five. That's that new M6. It'll pay a fair, pay fix, might even pay a rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I can't even lie. I'm so super high. Do not need her, will not keep her unless she is five. Gucci man's a thug, B. Your grand is a shrub. See, she love me, now she love you, not now. All my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, look up Gucci girl and beat me. You can find a five-star hotel, you can meet me. Five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch. That's a five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch. If your credits go high, feet and nails stay fly. Keep your juice box wet and your head something finer. You a five-star, and you a five-star, and you a... All right. Here are your choices, Miss Smart. Mm-hmm. Number one. Group, wait, hold on. Some of these don't seem right. Uh, hold on. I feel like some are missing. Give me one second. Huh? So I thought I saw a new one today, and I may have put it in the wrong category or something. Oh, I did put it in the wrong category. Let me move this. Not that it'll even matter, because I'm not sure anybody would pick this uh all right now here we go number one baller alert group of tales seattle seahawks ricardo lockett number two group of tales i just want to thank plies for an unforgivable forgettable night mm-hmm. number three baller ballerific relationship should a woman propose if she's ready for marriage i didn't read that wrong <laughs> number four recognizing the men who just want sex and number five group of tales the game picks his groupies up at louis vuitton store Oh, this is actually really easy for me because I don't know how other guests have not chosen plies of what is it, Sweet Pussy Saturdays or mm-hmm. whatever, however he said it. Sweet Pussy Saturdays. Huh? Sweet Pussy Saturday. Right. Yeah, I, I got to hear <laughs> what's going on with him because he is fascinating. All right. Groovy tells, I just want to thank Plies for an unforgettable night. And this is a newer one. What, yeah. be- what better way to start the day than with a groovy tale? Today we get a tale about none other than sweet Mr. Sweet Pussy Sad Day himself. Plies. Read below and let us know what you think. Disclaimer, group of tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm we cannot confirm hundred percent accuracy of any post story posted. Wanna share your story? Email eleven eight at You can remain anonymous. All right. <clears throat> My experience with Plies. <laughs> he had a show in Detroit on Saturday. That's right, D Town. So cold in the D. Apparently so. <laughs> Put the D in D Town. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> he had a show in Detroit on Saturday this weekend. Myself and my sister drove from Milwaukee to the D to see him. I've been a fan since Shouty. So when I heard he was coming close, less than six hours away, it that ain't close. It was an automatic that show ain't close, right? It was an automatic yes to get going, uh, to going to see him. His show was lit and had everyone turned up. Mm-hmm. After the show, we saw him at Erotic City. 
he was throwing a few ones ordering some henny bottles and being friendly being slash feeling himself i have to say he is much more attractive in person his swag that florida accent is everything my sister was approached by his security and then he was invited to his vip she linked my arm and took me with her plies was there with about seven to nine other people including a few dancers Mm. he had offered us some drinks and was talking to us asking us if we were twins and if i would and if it would be possible to get us out of our comfort zone that's kind of i mean i guess it's his fantasy but that's kind of gross hey y'all sisters right (laughs) 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 would y'all like to i don't know do some gay shit with family incest for me he's a conversationalist rod don't hate on him Mm, i guess i just don't have the audacity to try basically (laughs) basically he asked us indirectly if he could get a menage we were in town for the night so honestly who cares girls can have a little fun right my sister gave him her number and he said he would call later oh they said wow yes that i did not expect it to go that way you know normally they try to pull that respect out of nowhere i said well i never plies i don't do this often just because i'm in vip with my hands in your my hands in your drawers you really think i would go down on my sister anyway i was going down on my sister (laughs) anyway uh we left the club around three and got a little got a call a little after so after the leaving so after the leaving the strip okay so after so after the leaving the strip he called from a private number and gave us the address we were both lit so we got an uber ride to his mgm grand hotel room the room was nice there was a few dudes in there when he got there but plies directed them to leave he asked us again if we wanted a drink smoke requested a tv movie or room service or anything being nice and presenting southern hospitality and whatnot after that he basically laid on the bed and told us what time it was my sister made the first move by grabbing his dick and pulling it out of his yeah she's uh she's a very foreign lady karen and pulling it out of his Versace boxes. He, she was, Versace? Mm-hmm, Versace, Versace. She was sucking his dick and I was on his neck sucking it and licking his chest tattoo while he was playing with my clit. I knew not wearing panties would come in handy one day. Oh Lord. Yep. Every day you walk out of the house and you're just like, you know, is today the day mm-hmm. that not having no panties on is going to save my life? hey you don't never know you never know draws get in the way sometimes after she sucked his dick she started riding his dick and he pulled my hips and directed my pussy to his face i was riding his face while she was riding his dick oh his tongue felt so good on me i could come instantly but had to hold myself back after a while we switch positions at this point i'm bent over and he's fucking me while my sister is masturbating on the side watching us after that it was missionary for us plies has this technique where he will eat your pussy and finger you with one hand and play with your nipple with the other and if that doesn't make you come after you have issues i knew he had done that a lot of times before because he smiled when my body was shivering like he knew that would do it oh yeah Hmm you know no other man has that move that's the we call that the yeah. ply special ah nobody else can do I, that no one is impossible to, 
yeah this uh it's impossible to uh do the sweet pussy saturday move uh without uh without looking at plies first and after we all got our nuts in we all hop in the shower together i'm bathing plies with the small wash towel and my sister doing the same thing but with the soap bar and her hands i love touching him so i could only imagine how he felt after that shower plies invited us to spend the night but i think that night was enough my sister gave him her twitter name he said he would follow her but we didn't spend the night we left back to our room and the memories and closer bonds as sisters okay they got an uber to the hotel yeah there are only two hotels in downtown detroit Mm Mm-hmm. and and they're walking okay okay i'm sorry go ahead Ah, yeah. ah, so i guess ah. they were in a different hotel they weren't at the mgm grand but there's the cadillac hotel cadillac book hotel right up the street why would you take a you know what? i'm being logical i'm sorry go ahead yeah well she might have <laughs> you know maybe they were staying uh maybe they were staying off eight mile who knows you know mm-hmm. um you know we stayed in the hotel off nine mile and that shit was so hood oh my god mm-hmm. my nigga listen <laughs> i have never I, I like we was with some white boys i was so glad we was with these white dudes because i was like they're gonna definitely rob them first you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. oh i was worried about my safety and it actually probably would be some white guys who would rob them first because the white guys can go hard in detroit in the detroit area as well oh yeah for sure man we was in the mm-hmm. lobby and like a pimp was in there with like his, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like these uh like cross-dressing prostitutes man it was like a whole ordeal and they were some aggressive cross-dressing prostitutes they're trying to holler at you they tried no they tried to holler at the white dudes uh one of them is a r&b singer his name is soft spoken and we call him soft spoke and um they was trying they was trying to get him to come in their room i was like nigga good luck i don't like the word pimp it has negative connotations mm-hmm. i would prefer a job creator he was creating them blow, he was creating blow jobs <laughs> creating rim jobs and hand jobs yeah creating all the jobs for all the hoes yeah it was so funny though because like they tried to we, we was in the hallway uh first of all we was in the parking lot the uh prostitutes had looked out the window and they was waving to us in the parking lot like hey boys and all this shit and me and my brother were both like yo i think <laughs> i think those are i think those are guys in wigs and shit and then um <clears throat> and then uh Southspoke was like nah man look at them bitches up there they fine man we need to go up there and try to i was like no nah, i'm gonna just I'm go to my room and hope cool. we don't get robbed right and um that's the biggest thing we got we ended up on the same floor as them and when we walked oh. by yeah when we walked by that room like our our room was on the other side of the hallway so we didn't have to like we didn't walk by the room but spoke and gq they both had to walk by and when they walked by, they was like, come, you want to come in here? Hey, pretty boy. Hey, cutie. And, and, and Spoke was trying to be all polite. You know, we from the South. He's like, oh, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, uh, y'all, uh, hey, y'all. They probably pick up immediately that he wasn't from there. Right, right. Yeah. Obviously. And then also, he didn't pick up that they were, uh, that it was, that it was men. And so after the, after he didn't come through, one of them was like, like, it was like, hey, you should come on in, cutie. And when he didn't say nothing, it was like, hey, boy, come on in. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like oh um, that, that changed quickly. i was not ready man that escalated put that vase on me, his ass let, let me also say the hotel staff set y'all up they purposely put y'all on their floor i think they did too they probably did yo. Mm-hmm. i think they did too my black ass was in the room reading <laughs> fuck that <laughs> I was like, y'all gotta, gonna have to break in here to get me I'm like we just gotta perform one night and not get shot and that was my goals but i did perform in detroit um 
after we all got our nuts in oh wait i already did that part uh oh yeah okay and closer bonded sisters i just wanted to thank plies for an unforgettable night comments two pages carlos comes in good job plies you performed well sexually with one of your fans she must be really good looking because she is obviously an idiot her grammar (laughs) her grammar is preschool level and she thinks incestuous behavior is fun beach baby says these females listen to these rappers and lyrics and start actually to follow this behavior as if it's going to really make them get somewhere in life i mean you can have fun and do you but why publicize it a closer bond as sister bitch how much closer can you get uh y'all share the same dna now y'all sharing the same dick Aww. way to climb up the sisterly love slash bond ladder these rappers are hypnotizing these immature females you'll sell your soul just to buy some attention v says why plot why plies is not balling like that but i went brain dead after my sister made the first move by grabbing his dick and pulling it out so cat <laughs> cat suit princess says i could have gone for a few more details but all the same very enjoyable tale at ball alert love the groupie tales keep them coming people by now we all know what this site is about if you're genuinely looking for intellectual simulation moral standards and female decorum i recommend entrepreneur.com forbes.com or cnn open mag or something don't come to ba with all these high hopes really sugar bell says i feel dirty after reading this i'm all for being freaky and for a tryst never had one before but not with my sister or any relative for that matter uh now i mean how do we have the chutzpah to even ask sisters for a menage uh after meeting them for the first time hey nas terrell jones chimes in uh-huh. y'all some horrible bitches <laughs> if, god damn <laughs> like, no, hello, how y'all been doing just <laughs> what a uh, the best what happened in his life i wish i could interview terrell jones uh if I was plies, I would have golden showered you stupid bitches off top because of y'all sisters and ain't got no shame with sharing the same man at the same time. You should have no problem sharing this piss. It would have been oh. a sweet pissy Saturday. <laughs> oh, It would have been a sweet pissy Saturday if it was me. These bitches disgust me, and that pre- that's pretty hard to do. Daddy, daddy must be proud. Sugar Bell says, at Terrell, shut the hell up. You are a disgusting and terrible human being. I wish they would block your ashy dick having ass from the site. <laughs> then I got tired of uprising right there. And this is right after Sugar Bell had just said um, she felt dirty for reading it. Terrell Jones says, at Sugar Bell, I'm just expressing my opinion. I lotion my dick every day. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. It's like, I'm not ashy. My Sug- dick ain't ashy, woman. Sugar Bell says, at Terrell, I bet you do. Sandy Cheeks, Sandy Cheeks says, not ashy Rick having ass. Laugh my ass off. I can't. I think she meant ashy dick. Mm-hmm. And then she, oh, and then she put D, dick. Uh, she typed it out in the next comment as a correction. Nicole says, besides them doing this for no financial reasons and then being sisters, this tale was hot. 
Somebody, somebody gave it an A plus. Besides the incest, I mean, you do gotta <laughs> give it to him. Hey, they was getting down. Take the incest out. Now think about it. We good to go. Kind of sexy, right? Okay. I'm laughing my ass off in Versace boxes. She is so mundane, says Chaco. Denise Love says, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought it was hot. Winky face. Ooh, y'all want to fuck class. <laughs> anyway. It's your boy, yo, got it, I do grade A shit. I'm the realest nigga walking, and it's the remix, and I'm still out here looking for a five-star chick. When I catch her, I'm a blesser with a five-star kick. She a natural-born hustler, she ain't chasing no suckers, only mess with real niggas, she ain't never Fuck the busters or your cars in New Jersey. That shit really don't excite her. And you hating ass hoes in the club won't fight her. She was born in the A, went to school in DC. Got a job in Dallas, Texas, then she moved to Tennessee. If you ain't a five star, sort it. Go ahead and face it, fake Gucci, fake Louis, short it. That'll make your base. All right, all right. Let's get to guest race. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Miss Smart from the Whiskey Wine and Moonshine podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they are racist. All right. Story number one. Let's talk about a man who's horrible to women. Oh. Brought to you by Bevel. That's right. Bevel brought y'all this. So hopefully you won't have to go through this. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bevel. Guess the race is brought to you by Bevel. The first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Get clearer, smoother skin with Bevel. Who doesn't want that? Bevel is the first and only shaving system created for men with coarse curly hair. And it keeps you from being irritated, discoloration, and bumps. Maybe you get a lot of irritation and it builds up and all of a sudden you're doing stuff like writing me and caring about our views on marriage and yellow font. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> the thing that you might, you might do. You need to get some of that aggravation out of your life and maybe a nice shade will help you with that. You keep talking about what kind of woman you want and you want some type of subservient fucking 1950s housewife. Well, maybe if you shaved every day and get you a shaving routine, somebody might give you the time of day, dog. You won't be writing up here with with stuff that's just going to get deleted and we're not going to talk about it on Saturday. So mm-hmm. why don't you do that? The starter kit comes with a safety razor, shaving brush, blades, primer oil, and shaving cream, and cool restoring balm. So you need all that stuff and upgrade your shaving routine. Get bevel.com today. Use code TBGWT to get 20% off of your first month at getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. Now to the story. A South Carolina man calls 911 because his girlfriend said no to sex. Oh. I guess it's an emergency. 911, what's your emergency? Oh man, nah, I my dick is hard, and I gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. If I don't get some pussy soon, it's gonna be crazy. As rising waters ravaged most of South Carolina, a love scorned South Carolina man found himself behind a bar 
behind bars for a superfluous 911 call uh complaining that his girlfriend wouldn't give him any pussy oh i'm sorry wouldn't give him any ass (laughs) well let's get it right sorry about that guys i don't want to confuse anyone uh you i like that it was flooding outside but he couldn't get it flooding inside oh lord uh spartanburg officers found patrick doggett 53 boozing along alone outside his home uh with nothing nice to say about his girlfriend faye woodruff fuck that bitch doggett told uh officers doggett had been drinking all day expecting a late night romp the woodruff's grandchild was present present Ooh, so he was gonna fuck with the grandbaby there this nigga bust up in the house i've been drinking i've been drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably sang it like uh what was that dude's name mm-hmm. jay uh what was that dude's name karen who the uh the person that made the uh remix to drunk in love jay uh jj it was jj something um, oh my god jj fish. fish yeah ice jj fish yes yeah yeah that was i've my been dog. drinking i've been drinking yeah he probably yes. he probably busted and singing that version yes. of shit i'm gonna bust this nut all up in you <laughs> no no <laughs> oh he was singing um, you got some of that jj fish uh i don't think they i don't remember it i don't know if it's still on on here uh on oh, spotify the best I don't, I don't think that was legal what he was doing <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you can that just that was the best i don't think you could just do wouldn't it consider would be considered like cover uh yeah i don't think he was getting any permission to do those Karen. Oh, okay. i think ice jj fish was just like fuck that shit this is my version and uh doing his drunken love remix uh but anyway so this dude was doing the, the drunken love <coughs> the drunken love remix um oh i can't jump you i you can't find i was it on i mean it's probably on youtube if you really you really want to hear this bad huh yes i do it's the <laughs> best oh, I, shit I, ever all right well i'll see if i can find it um uh you really got me doing this mm-hmm. um let's see what was the uh what was it drunken love remix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right let's see if we can uh here we go. Drunken Love Remake is what it's called. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, JJ Fish. This ain't the Be studio version. Remix to Drunken Love. Live in the remix? action. It's about to happen. Remix. So, sit back and relax and enjoy everything. Feel me? Because you know what's about to happen. I've been dreaming. I've been dreaming. Of my body getting close to you, girl. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Oh, Hold up. You don't get the oh lord this. You made us play it. <laughs> we could have happily kept going no, without this, this being a part. This is not the version I wanted. I don't know what the this got seven million views. I don't know what other version they have. Karen. <laughs> this is the only version that I know of that that's got th- this many views. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> that's the version that we had, Karen. That's not the version you played before. Uh, I just got Ice JJ Fish Drunken Love cover. I don't. The other one's not even by him. I don't. Oh. you gotta just hold on we're going home i think someone took his i oh, uh, took that version down yeah no i think someone took his covers and then put the beats to him and then put them on spotify oh 
it's the only thing that can make sense right because like the version we heard had the beat underneath it and everything right so that's what i was thinking that was beyonce took all that shit down i guarantee it she heard that shit she was like is he serious beyonce people was like nope we are on such a fucking tangent we're supposed to be playing guess the race ah that is guess the race um so, <laughs> so woodrow's grandchild was present and he still had wanted some from her he she her flat out no allegedly inspired him to call 911 authorities found no sign of physical abuse doggett faces a public drunkenness charge or no charge related to call, dialing 911 without an emergency he has since been released to spartan county jail guess the race of mr patrick doggett 53 of spartanburg south carolina Okay, so initially, until you said his name, I thought he would be black. But once you said Doggett, I connected the toothless chick from Orange is the New Black. Her last name is Doggett. And it's in South Carolina. So I painted a picture of a trailer park, probably. And I'm going to go and say that his girlfriend was probably his granddaughter's mother, White. All right. Let's check the chat room. One who sucks cow teats for cheese, no chaser. Oh, shit. Author of the Missandry Bubble 2, fuck that bitch black. White, (laughs) says the freshmore. Cops rolled and didn't kill him white. Nikki says white. The correct answer is, and, oh, wait, what does it go back to my sound effects? Uh, and the correct answer is, and most of you missed it, he was black. Not in Obama's America. <laughs> Not in, in Obama's, America. Obama's America, he was black. Uh, and um, here's some of you got it. Some of you did get it right. <laughs> and let and me he find. He is real black, y'all. Let me find a usable picture of him that we can put into the chat because uh, New York Daily News be hating. Uh, but. Uh, he looks like a man that definitely didn't get none that night you know mm-hmm. i'll say that he looks like man i really should have just paid for that prostitute ah, it'd have been easy and i wouldn't be in jail yep oh yeah yeah he's he sings mm. mm-hmm. if he comes in the house drunk ladies sometimes you just gotta give it up time yeah. to leave uh let's see what uh what other story you want to do how about this one a bitter divorced man leaves a bitter divorce leaves a man stranded in the front yard of his million dollar home oh a million dollar home i know the mra is gonna love this side after a lover's quarrel ends with a man forced to live outside his ritzy million dollar home He's been living outside for months while his wife is nice and cozy inside. Yeah, but neighbors in Lakeview are worried about this guy. Kevin Reese has been looking into this bizarre story all day. And Kevin, why is this guy in the doghouse, so to speak? Well, this bizarre story is actually a bitter divorce. This is a uh, neighborhood of million-dollar homes. A lot of doctors and surgeons live in this neighborhood, but they're getting tired of this. An apparently homeless man living in the front yard of one of these homes. He has since moved around to the side yard today, but it is his own yard, kicked out by his wife. But is she heartless or simply fed up? His name is Sheriff Khan. He's 69 years old. I'm a little weak. Okay. And this is where he's been for the last several months, under a palm tree in the front yard of his million-dollar home, with a sign his wife put on the front door telling neighbors not to feed him. Well, it's just every day's argument. Oh, 
Police say a series of arguments really between Khan and his 61-year-old wife, a Friendswood area doctor. Lakeview police tell me they've been called to this house as many as 30 times since March of this year. She kicked him out, changed the locks, and demanded police kick him off of her property. But they can't. It's his property, too. And if he wants to sleep in his own front yard, there's nothing they can do. My emotions are with this house, so I don't want to... I'd rather live on the floor over there, but I'm actually happy that I'm on my own property. But he's in frail health. When we met him today, Mr. Khan was wearing hospital scrubs and hospital bracelets. He has diabetes and high blood pressure. Neighbors call an ambulance when he's in distress. Doctors treat him, and he ends up back in his front yard again. It just seems the man is elderly, and it seems inhumane to leave him stranded out there. I don't understand why somebody wouldn't come help their father, uh, even if mom tells you no. But we've learned from one of his sons that the wife finally got tired of years of verbal and physical abuse and theft. He was convicted of domestic violence in 2008, and she finally decided to kick him out. But he won't let go of the house, and neither will she. It sounds like your your, your faith and your, your pride and your culture are all intermingled, and that's what's keeping you right here. Exactly. So you're out here to accomplish what? Sitting in your front yard. What do you hope to accomplish? <laughs> to realize her that, you know, whatever she's doing, she's doing bad. People will know, the neighbors and everything else, and they will. everybody will ask her or, you know, put her down that, you know, what you're doing to your husband. Now, we did reach out to the doctor at her doctor's office in the Friendswood area. She had no comment there and returned home just a short while ago, went into the house, drove past her husband without comment to him or to us as well. We can confirm that there is record on file from June of this year that she filed for divorce in Harris County Civil Court. That is still in process. We also know that Adult Family Services is also investigating. There could clearly be mental issues at play here. They're investigating that. Meanwhile, neighbors continue to bring him food, and the standoff here continues. Live in Lakeview, I'm Kevin Reese, KHOU, 11 News. Wow. It's really sad to see the feminization of men, you know, come to this. You know, giving women everything, and then you can't get anything back. Am I right, MRA guys? Uh, anyway, guess the race, uh, Mr. Sharafat Khan. You know, you know what? If I didn't have his name... And didn't hear him out, and he gave me diabetes and blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I would right away go with black, but obviously he's red dot. Um, but I want us to also add that I admire his fortitude and commitment to survival while maintaining his law-abiding citizen thing. Like mm-hmm. he ain't breaking the laws. He ain't burnt the house on fire because I mean, that's what most people do. I like that his neighbors are so rich that it's just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, get off the god darn lawn. Oh, ah. bring him a plate bring him a plate it's fine uh also he sounds like a pretty bad guy beat his wife yeah. and stole until he had to get kicked out of the house um yeah sandbug says leonard brothers fucking leonard slumdog millionaire minus half indian <laughs> <laughs> diabetes and high blood pressure he's from he's a former brown i'm gonna say indian Indian chauvinist pig, says Lucy. Indian, Indian from India. All the curry and samosas. Indian, too much caring to be black. <laughs> yeah, they was feeding them. Red dot Indian bomb. I mean, ch- clockmaker. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the correct answer is Indian. But he's a dark Indian. Mm-hmm. That's him. So high blood pressure that makes sense now 
uh all right yeah they was amazing mm-hmm. they said she put up she was like mm-hmm. went on in the house she was like nope ain't got time for you yeah i just picture every morning when she goes to work being like up oh, he's still out there oh she's gonna wait him she was like oh you're gonna die and when you die i'm gonna go ahead and take everything she's like i can't wait for it to get cold all right mm-hmm. turn my sprinkler system on in the middle of the fucking <laughs> winter yep. freeze his ass to death uh all right bonus round Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race. Double the points. Double the race. So far, Miss Smart is one and one. Can she make it up in the bonus round? We shall see. The FBI uncovers a national sex dungeon ring. In a clever sting operation, the Fez Nab Creeks looking to buy sex slaves for their home dungeons. In March 2014, Stephen Kearns gave undercover agents a grand tour of the dungeon hidden inside his Montana home. The subterranean hellhole contained a heavy wooden cross and a smattering of chairs. The walls were covered in whips, chains, and torture devices. Kearns boasted of blacking out the windows to dash any hopes of escape. Here was the sinister lair where the 65 year old planned to lock his sex slaves one kidnapped woman would sleep in the basement torture chamber while the other would be chained to his bed with a chain long enough to reach the bathroom kearns believed he would soon purchase the women from the agents who posed as human traffickers the creep previously told the agents that he wanted a housekeeper with benefits who would take care of things clean the house take care of me these slaves will never leave current said i'm not looking for love they're just going to be in here and they're going to be serving uh-huh. but currents wouldn't be the one doing the shackling instead the feds cuffed him two months mm-hmm. later when he traveled to arizona to buy two women at what he believed was a slave auction and that's in america in september of this year currents was sentenced to seven years in prison that's all he was one of four men nabbed in an fbi sting operation targeting an extreme slice of the human trafficking underworld people seeking sexual and domestic slaves court papers paint a disturbing picture of the lifts all four fiends went to to keep their would-be slaves hidden they outfitted their homes with things like soundproof boxes window oh, coverings shit. and even a 500 pound therapeutic bed with chains one man hired a contractor to turn his bdsm playroom into a dungeon so secure that visitors wouldn't know if someone was inside another order another order date rape drugs from china to knock his victim out as he transported her across state lines wow yeah you know the most amazing part to me is that contractor can do that work and not be part of the criminal like he should go to jail Mm -hmm. too the FBI operation aimed to tap into a seedy underground of Americans seeking sex slaves for sexual gratification, said George Stower, uh, Stewart of the FBI Supervisory Special Agent in Phoenix. If agents pose as buyers, it might create more victims, he said, so they opted to advertise a fake sex slave auction in Arizona. Wow, because, I, and I do understand what you're saying, but they're like I, you just pay me the contract i don't know what the fuck you do after i leave like i don't know this is the purpose of this room you should have to report them 
Yeah, like okay, like okay. Naked pictures of kids at the at the at the Target when people do the film. Okay, j- j- just say, hey, I did a job there, but y'all might want to look into this. Yeah, if I okay. go to your house and yeah. you like, hey man, can you turn this into a sex slave dungeon where nobody can possibly hear you? Yeah, we I got- think I should be able to drop a note off like, hey, watch this nigga. That's all. And that makes sense. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, because yeah, basically you want to soundproof everything. It's like, why? What the fuck are you planning on doing yeah. in there? What, what if I go to your house and you like, hey man, I like to add an addition on. It's gonna be a nursery slash sex slave dungeon. I'm gonna be like, uh-huh. yeah, I can't that and, in any good conscience, I can't allow that to exist and not say anything. And I have a question: do I do they go to the people and tell them that's what they want? Yeah, well, you're yeah. If you, you if you have a contract that do something for your house, you have to tell them what you want. You gotta tell them I want a sex slave room. Yeah, that that no one in my house, even if I have guests, I don't want anyone to be able to hear the whoever's in this room. Okay. Yeah, well, well, wait a minute. We, we're ignoring one thing. So some contractors specialize in bathrooms, some in kitchens. Maybe this is a contractor who found his niche. Right. Well, like, obviously, this is dungeons okay. is what he do. What he does. I mean, you know. Like, hey, I make sex slave dungeons, baby. Yeah. Come on well, down to Crazy so- Bob Sex Slave Dungeons. <laughs> you guys. But if he does do that, it's limited competition because you got to think about it. If dude went around and just went through the yellow pages and asked a bunch of contractors to do it, somebody going to tell. It's going to take at least six before somebody's right. like, okay, dog, Mo- I'll do it. Most so people- you become the guy who makes the dungeon. Right. They got to go to. So, yeah, mo- like, I, I do. I understand what you're saying now. Most people would probably report him. Right. But everybody, like said, this person specializes in it. And they should report his ass, too. You should, yeah, have, should. Right. You should be required to report him or go to jail, too. That's all. I'm not saying you can't specialize yeah, in sex you, slave dungeons, but once they start making <laughs> requests like, like, hey, I need a sex slave dungeon that when I have visitors over, um, you know, I, nobody can hear it when I feed them through this hole. Like, I need. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, because it's I might like, have to be like, hey, man, uh, what the fuck are you going to be doing here? Right. You're going to fuck around and kidnap somebody and won't nobody even know they're there. No, thank you. Yes. Uh-oh. You should have to be forced to report that. I, I would just, know. I'm just saying maybe I drop an anonymous hint in, in, in good conscience. That's what I would do. Right. I can't speak for anybody <laughs> else, but I would probably drop a word. Like, yeah, I just soundproofed a dude's house with 800 feet of concrete. Y'all might want to come check this right. out. Right. We believe it's more of an extreme subset, a very deviant and hopefully minority culture that finds it appealing to have non-consenting human slaves, Store said, uh, differentiating the targets from mainstream trafficking for commercial sex and forced labor. What's the difference? Well, we don't want to get those people involved. You know. It's non-consensual. We don't, we're not coming after everybody, okay? We're just going for the ones hey, that... Dragon people are taking them across straight lines. The goal was to find any victims who might need to be rescued. We didn't find any victims, but the market is definitely there. What's well, a buyer's they market? Find any victims this time. The operation launched in June 2013 after the FBI was tipped off to CollarMe.com, a fraudulent website where U.S. citizens attempted to buy agent sex slaves. Wow. The agents posing as human trafficking ring then sent emails to a number of people using the site after obtaining their addresses through a search warrant they posted an open web advertising in august 2013 for a mock slave auction domestic slave auction to be held the ad began attendance and is limited bought that shit too i know mm-hmm. like that you, you do know that that they legally can't like that that, that just well, sounds they're not slaves they're workers they're sex you know so all right you see a web you see an advertiser on the web that says hey slave auctioning you go hmm i need to look into this attendance is limited and details will be provided to selected buyers females available are asian hispanic and eastern european descent 
Oh, so no black people, racist, a hundred. We can't even get bought as slaves in 2014. Right. right. And we the, we, the, we the real slaves. New slaves. Right. Right. Yeah, they the new slaves. We were the slaves. We got free. Y'all done gentrified slavery. Y'all motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. How you gonna, oh, that's fucked up. Between 18 and 26, interest in areas outside of available product can be discussed. Product. FBI agents par- oh, paired the suspect what list. Bread? Hmm? What is we product? What is it? Love of bread? A peck of gum? Uh, FBI agents paired paired the suspect list by reiterating that the women were kidnapped, non-consenting, and that the sale would be illegal. Many people walked away. Of course, because. But how did you walk up to it to begin with? Like, how is there an opportunity to walk away? Like, I wouldn't even think. Let me click on this. Yeah, I like. I like that somebody was like so. (laughs) <laughs> you're saying that the women gonna be kidnapped yes and non-consenting yes well i'm in oh by the ah! way uh the sale will be illegal Fuck. uh you know what i'm out i'm out, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. i thought it would be legal to rape women i didn't yeah, i'm out didn't realize there were regulations against slavery Ooh, too rich for my blood yeah oh man well maybe next time you just know they probably were like doing everything they could to trap these dudes so it's right. like you know the four people that did get caught it's probably like so how much are the slaves expected to go at auction uh how much you got i got mm-hmm. i got 250 dollars uh then 250 dollars works for us just come on down just come on right. down come on now right. please make sure you cross state lines and head on down to arizona do they actually ever in the article say how much they were going for i mean like the base price uh mm-hmm. i don't see it mm-hmm. no oh, okay so if you're curious go to go to uh what was that site earlier dot com don't you go on now yeah just go on out there and, and see for yourself if we are gonna be knocking on your door i just want a regular ass slave though i don't i don't want to fuck them yeah you've you been on this site that's what they're gonna be like um yes uh we, we seen you've been on this site would you like some slave girls i just want to go out there and be like listen i don't want to fuck them but can they do dishes like how much ah! how much for them to fold clothes and yeah, watch them know. I need a slave to do stuff like yeah i pay him <laughs> yeah uh, can i get a slave that just interrupts when people i don't want to talk to come over to speak to me that would be cool <laughs> you know hey man how you doing working hard hardly working and then my slave a slave please <laughs> can you get get him out of here please uh we had over 100 persons that expressed interest that's where we got concerned we found that people we found many people who said this is what i'm in for this is not fantasy these people are going another step to really execute this transaction the four we ultimately arrested showed up so only four showed up wow currents was one of 100 suspects taken that took the fbi's bait he responded in an email saying definitely interested have personal stone dungeon and many years experience as trainer slash owner when the undercover agent informed currents that the women were being held against their will that it was illegal he said he intended to buy a slave that for life permanent and is a total and it is a total slave not play in february 2014 he told agents he wanted to purchase two lots from their sham website a month later the covert cops traveled to currency's billings montana home to see the dungeon but the basement prison wasn't complete currents pointed out that he intended to install cages for his victims Kearns also announced wow. that he would hide the women's passport so they had no ID, no passport, no money, no clothes, no idea where they are. He laid out his plans further in April 2014, telling agents he was installing bulletproof plastic on the insides of his bedroom window, oh. 
to stop the slaves from posting help signs wow his evil plot came to an end may 2014 when he traveled to phoenix for what he believed was a slave auction he brought uh he brought with him custom-made shackles along with a quick claim deed to sell his property wow i know he was in it he was committed oh he was down for the cause and he said he's he's already like he said he was like uh trained or had trained people before or something he was a a trainer slash owner with many years experience that's dangerous because i couldn't imagine y'all need to check his backyard yeah what happened to the previous slave that's my question they didn't these people didn't disappear to get funds to purchase his slaves he agreed to sell a residence in roundup montana where he previously lived with his now deceased wife kathleen Mm. A report in the Montana Standard revealed that she died from a gunshot wound to her right temple, but that the mm-hmm. death was not deemed suspicious at the time. Yeah, I bet she found out about the slaves she had down in the basement. Currents sold the home for a reduced price of $13,000 in exchange for cash and the two slaves, which would cost him $5,000 apiece. He was arrested when he arrived at the Phoenix area warehouse where his victims were said to be waiting. Five thousand dollars a piece. That's a steal. But like, you, there's so much in this. This would have to be a two or three parter series on investigation discovery. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can't. You can't pack this into a half an hour or hour. The Montana dungeon master pleaded guilty in Arizona federal court to one count of attempted sex trafficking as part of a plea deal. At his September 10th sentencing, uh, Current said that he was mortified at his behavior. <laughs> Oh, I love when they do that. I am astonished I would even do this. I Like, honestly, I, I'm so disgusted with myself. It's like y'all shouldn't even have to punish me. I mean, I feel did, really bad, they, really, really bad. Did they come in and be like, uh, I want you to sit right here. Yeah, we had your transcript. What's this, to catch a slave owner? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, have a seat over there. Right. I know deep in my heart that I would never ever hold someone against their will or try to force someone to do something through threat or force, he said. I would just plan it for months, buy, build a slave sex dungeon, and tell people with, in email. cuffs. Huh? He came with shackles, dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would, I would never do it, though. I just would make elaborate plans to spend a bunch of money, sell my other residents, and bring the money and travel across straight lines. Other than that, I would never do it. Uh, I guess shackles are like the wine coolers of the slave industry. Yeah, apparently so. (laughs) Charles Brunel, Charles Bunnell, 52, of Orange County, California, computer repair shop owner, was previously convicted for false imprisonment. Huh? I'm just saying, like, more? (laughs) Yeah, there's four of them. That was just one guy. Oh, shit. Uh, He was previously convicted for false imprisonment with violence. He once handcuffed the victim while trying to have sex with her and cut her palm and middle finger they also cited a 1989 arrest for rape where bonnell held a knife to a victim's throat tied her hands with pantyhose and forcibly raped her on two occasions bonnell attempted to buy slaves from overseas online court records show in the fbi sting bonnell went as far as offering assistance to the undercover agents posing as traffickers saying he could keep the slaves sedated through hypnosis and drugs Bunnell told an agent he'd been involved in the slave trade for 12 years and nobody ever got out. He described a restraining, a retraining facility in Nevada that could hold 12 to 18 pieces of property. Uh, he told agents that his slave training included putting the women on the table, inserting a speculum into their vagina and warning them that he inserted a device that would explode if they tried to escape. Why would they believe that? 
but okay i wonder if they, i wonder if they were lying to make themselves sound better bigger or if this really happened you know who knows the ex-con said he wanted to bring a slave to california and keep her tie hooded and gagged all day in a soundproof box until he could use it when he got home agents later found scopolamine a pharmaceutical he bought from china intended to sedate his victims he pleaded guilty under agreement to the district attorney's office he was sentenced to nine years of prison but court records indicate he filed an appeal in the case i wonder if he's like i you know what eggs on my face i'm not appealing i can't believe that i would do something like this Mm-mm. it's just a big huh. misunderstanding uh meanwhile edward stevens 68 damn he's an old man 68 oh um, man like what this you still getting it up you know who's following this is viagra right <laughs> these old men's penises should be limp like father time intended right. and they wouldn't have to fucking they should be fucking once a month they wouldn't have to pay for a fucking uh slave to force to have sex right uh he told agents he wanted a slave for both domestic servitude and sexual purposes i love how all of them want them to clean the house too ah clean the house and suck me i'm gonna slap my old balls on you but let's make sure we get these kitchen get this kitchen spick spick and span he said he was installing a deadbolt door on his spare bedroom with bars over the window so it would be harder for the slave to get out if i wasn't directly supervising them shit yeah uh bars on the window he just gonna have bars on the window of one room in his house <laughs> everybody's gonna be like what the fuck is up with that room right he was arrested in december 2013 when he showed up with a fourth with four thousand dollars in his jacket pocket ready to purchase his victim the same <laughs> the same day <laughs> he pulled it out like milk money what's happening here straight cash same day police executed a search warrant discovering his special security door handcuffs ropes paddles long knives and a speculum so he literally did have everything he said stevens pleaded guilty under a deal with prosecutors and was sentenced to seven years behind bars another arizona slave buyer edward candle of tucson was previously made had previously made a five thousand dollar wire transfer to the sham malaysian website in an unsuccessful attempt to purchase a female sex slave so he already out five thousand uh, uh. he got hustled out of five thousand dollars and still was like you know what still gonna try to buy a slave question how is how are they planning to command these women if they're getting them from other countries they probably don't know english i'm assuming with force well as long as i can think they don't sound like they learning any languages and plus they have a lot of years as trainers they do have yeah and a lot of history in the the country i mean you know they'll probably like name one of them kunta et and stuff and just make her Ah. answer to something like that so yeah the 60 year old arrived at the fbi's fake auction with ten thousand dollars oh shit as he was being cuffed the search of his home revealed a secure room with a heavy therapeutic bed which had a chain inserted through the frame the window of the room was blacked out and a single piece of lingerie was hanging in the closet oh he was ready one piece of lingerie yeah all right don't put the lingerie on i bet you can't fit it don't say i ain't do nothing for you the search also revealed firearms including the uzi along with a homemade unregistered silencer parts of a pipe bomb and seven improvised explosive devices oh he did put bombs up they pussies in maybe candle pleaded guilty under a plea deal was sentenced to five years in prison sure there's a lot of people getting ready to write us and tell me that uh-huh. these men have what it takes to be married and they just they understand apparently so feminists did this to these men yes, if it wasn't they. for those damn feminists 
they wouldn't have to lock up sex slaves and have sex and put bombs in their pussies right after his arrest candle tried to tell the law enforcement that although he knew the women weren't consenting he wouldn't have purchased anyone who refused to go with him what listen i'm into this whole slave thing but what ah. i i'm into slavery with consent okay There's no I'm, such not, thing. I'm not trying to have a slave that i got to tell what to do all right <laughs> i like a slave that is happy to be slaved all right Candle ah. was asked why he didn't call the police and Candle replied that he should have but his curiosity was piqued one FBI mm. memo found in court papers read according to uh, to documents Candle planned on to interview the women to see if they were willing to go home with him he told investigators he wanted to explain he could provide them a better life as a slave as a goddamn slave well were they slaves in their home country though right maybe he was glass half full that's what I'm saying yeah you're like, look, you'll be a slave, but you'll have slave with direct TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Upgrade Don't be a slave, slave on cable. Don't be a slave <laughs> on cable. That's that's not what you want. When asked what that meant, Candle said he provided room, food, and clothes. He also planned to introduce his slave to the BDSM lifestyle, which he'd been engaged in for three years. Oh, let me tell you something. He was going to he if you're a slave, all of us the BDSM lifestyle. Everything, <laughs> everything you do, <laughs> you're a slave, man ain't no other kind of lifestyle <laughs> oh man candle said the whole thing was a bad idea he shouldn't have done it he told investigators that in his life i did everything right until this stupid thing guess the race of all four of these men miss smart for the win i mean he's definitely white My, montana i mean i mean not he all of them are definitely white because they saw a situation that was too good to be true and they kept on like it never even crossed their mind that they could be getting set up he had many okay white the chat room says he had many generations worth of experience as a trainer owner sergeant mcrapey white those who snort parmesan cheese to get high oh white whip cracker too impatient to wait for the south to rise again so he could get some (laughs) slaves oh shit it puts the lotion in the basket white the correct answer is white that's what they look like they look they look like confederate reenactors okay yeah wow all those dudes look like only a slave would fuck me at force Ah. but at the the same time you know the the one in the lower um left hand corner though he looks sort of bikerish you know Mm. so i think he could have gotten someone may may yeah that guy maybe i don't know he got the, got the face going he, but on but he wanted like a 19 year old hot latina slave though he didn't want no woman his age and shit yeah well you that's know? a problem he wasn't looking into that i'm just mad none of them wanted black slaves man we can't even be slaves no more man Damn, hey nope. no one wants black women this country is racist we so racist you can't even be a black woman slave that's man that's racist yep man i'm according to the black slave market man get these discounts <laughs> uh anyway so ratchetness boom goes dynamite um in theory out of all the species in the animal kingdom humans are the most advanced we can think in the abstract man why do they do this 
i don't need the editorialized version just give right. me the fucking news <laughs> right i don't want your opinion i'll add the jokes a Kennensburg man was arrested monday night for allegedly stabbing another man with a sword at his apartment during the second of two arguments between the men daniel w barrett guess the race uh asian i don't know what the fuck this man is me either y'all look at this picture i'm putting in the chat y'all tell me what race this man is it's it's like a weird amalgamation of races i don't know what that is i think Um, he's an older filipino man there we go uh he was accused of stabbing john w bell in the back as bell reportedly tried to leave his apartment at 6 p.m monday police initially were called to the apartment around 5 uh, 4 50 p.m by barrett who reported that bell was going to assault him when police arrived barrett told an officer that everything was fine that the two had resolved their problem police said the two men both described by the officer as highly intoxicated were jovial and laughing oh that's the worst when you think everything's okay yeah bell called the police the second time after he alleged allegedly was stabbed when he tried to leave the following following the second argument police said they found bell outside the apartment bleeding from a two-inch wound in the middle of his back police knocked on barrett's door and said they could hear him stumbling around inside his apartment after he opened the door he uh, police said barrett who was still highly intoxicated was unable to comprehend their commands to show his hand when his hands when the officer displayed his taser barrett reportedly put up his hands but fell face first into a fan that was that was between the living room and the kitchen Police said Barrett was slurring his speech and had difficulty understanding as officers explained that was take what was taking place, and that he almost fell to the ground when officers placed him in the cruiser. Police said Barrett told them that Bell is nasty and he got tired of listening to his mouth. The sword police the sword police believe was used to stab him was found in the bedroom. Barrett was arraigned Tuesday morning during District Judge Joshua Canales. I mean, before District Judge Joshua Canales on charges of aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, civil assault, and harassment. Uh, he's on 50,000, he's been held on $50,000 bond, and his preliminary hearing is October 21st. Could you imagine that conversation? He was nasty. Right. And I got tired of hearing his mouth. You know what's crazy? So I stabbed him. What's crazy to me is like, you, he, he was so drunk he couldn't do shit but he still managed to stab your ass right damn what of all the luck stay away from these sword wielding motherfuckers man <laughs> it doesn't matter how uncoordinated they are they get that sword and they can fucking kill you because you ain't paying no attention man who knows what the fuck they were arguing about probably some stupid shit mm-hmm. russell wilson shouldn't be starting it's like oh here we go with this bullshit again where's my sword um thank you so much miss smart for coming through yes and being on the oh, show no with problem. us really do appreciate it and uh she stayed the whole time man mm-hmm. um, thank you ma'am and uh of course shadow doll productions make sure you support them their new trailer on youtube the art of uh art of confession mm-hmm. uh and also um we have uh bevel support bevel and make sure you listen to whiskey wine and moonshine like i said my mom listened to it his mother approved um and uh we listen to it as well and mm-hmm. karen goes on there uh all the time linda mm-hmm. brothers goes on there all the time uh i've been on there like twice you know i'm working on it i'm i'm building myself up you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know get my reps um in but uh make sure you guys do that uh because they're uh they have an excellent show um and we'll be back uh well friday balls deep sports listen guys 
yeah it's been a lot of shit happening i don't know if you guys are keeping up with the sports side of it news right at least the uh the news that we would cover on our balls deep it's been greatness but i guarantee this friday gonna be fun as fuck because just the knicks alone we can do an hour yeah you got victor cruz right people cheating on their girls getting caught out here in these streets matt matt barnes drove over an hour and 30 minutes to fight uh, uh in a nba head coach what yeah matt oh. Barnes put hand, put them paws on Derek fisher oh shit yeah, yeah. like he's gonna be coaching the love triangle offense you know uh-huh. what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so we can't wait to talk about that stuff so friday we'll talk to y'all premium people and then uh saturday feedback and all that normal stuff that we always do mm-hmm. um until then love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.